Blog Talk Radio. You're now tuned in to Liberation Tabernacle Ministries right here on Culture Freedom Radio. Now it's time for the lions to come out and roar. <laughs> Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Barakatayahawa. Oh man, yeah, all praises to all praises due. Man, yeah, Kwam Yasha Allah. Most definitely, man, rise up Israel. And Yah, man, Yala Wahaya. Yeah, all praise to uh Yahweh. Man, yeah. Coming in the house right here tonight, man, for another uh Liberation Tabernacle um Shabbat class. Most definitely in the house tonight. Yeah, man, coming in the house to do our thing right here. And to try to break it down, man. Try to break it 
down. Bring it out, man. That's what our mission is right here on the tabernacle, man, to come in here and try to bring it out. Not trying to show out, but bring it out. You know what I mean? Not trying to show out like that. Let me say that again, man. I ain't trying to show out. We just trying to bring out, trying to bring out the truth. And tonight we're going to go back and we're going to revisit some things from last night. And I got a couple other things uh, we're going to bring out tonight as well. Uh, we're going to revisit that conversation and that breakdown last night about Daniel. Uh, when the guy was talking about Daniel, we want to bring that out. And, you know, we usually open up with the Lord's Prayer, what they call the Lord's Prayer. But I want to touch on that tonight. Yeah, we want to touch on that because even the Pope said something and came out with a statement about the Lord's Prayer. And y'all, I'm going to have to say this here. Oh, Lord, anointed me with oil. I agree with the Pope on what the Pope said. I know. I said, I ain't, I ain't under the influence of nothing, y'all. I agree with what the Pope said. Uh, about the Lord's Prayer. So we're going to get into that tonight as well. And um, about, and I tell y'all, I'm going to leave y'all in suspense, but he said that there are some parts about the Lord's Prayer, some phrases that need to be changed. Uh, and we're going to go into that. And we're talking about lead us not into temptation. So I agree with the Pope. That has to be changed. So we're going to do a breakdown on that as well. Go in there and talk about that. Uh, go ahead and break down Daniel. When you talk about the Son of Man, we're going to go into that. What the guy was last night was trying to say that was referring to, as they say, Yahawashah, and him being related to being, I don't know, God or whatever. Uh, we're going to go into that because you know I couldn't get into that last night because I want to stay on. I want to stay on subject, talking about in a subject matter. You know, I could be all over a little bit, but I'm gonna make sure it relate to the topic that we're talking about. So. When I was asking the question, you know, about Jesus being in flesh, I didn't want to go over here. Talk. He was taking us over here talking about uh, uh, Joseph when he was in bondage, this place, that place. What the hell that got to do with Jesus being in flesh or Yahawashah being in the flesh? See, that that's a diversion to, to, uh, instead of going into what exactly what we talk about. So I'm going to try to pull you. I'll let you talk, but I want to pull you back and to get you to answer my question. When you can't answer that, how was Jesus God in flesh? I don't need all of them diversions, them, them you know, roadblocks and detours. You want to stay on point on the subject matter. So I couldn't, I didn't want to go get a whole breakdown on the whole Daniels last night when we was talking about something different. So we always can, you know, come back. So, you know, I want to just say that I'm running from the topic. These are, if somebody say something, we're running. Hell, we are doing the whole show on it the next day. But when we're talking about a specific topic, we're going to stay on that topic. We're going to stay dealing with that topic of conversation. So, yeah, I want to say here one more time, y'all, peace and greetings to everybody out there. Shabbat shalom, shalom, and all the wonderful greetings, um, you know, that, that everybody have in their own traditional language and terms. Peace to you out there. Uh, man, this show is hosted by none other and administered by your brothers and talked to you by your brother's brother. I am your high priest, brother um, Ariyah, Yahawadah, uh, Yasha Allah. Yeah, better known to you, formerly known to you, not better known, but formerly known to you as Brother Sunray Nine uh, in the house of my good brother, the chief rabbi, David Israel, who I'm about to bring on in this house right now, man. So thank you all for tuning in to tonight uh, class as well. And I, and I and Justice had his hand up last night. I didn't get to him last night because I want to bring out, make sure I touch on some stuff. So Justice, you're going to have your opportunity to, uh, to bring in and, uh, something that whatever you had, I hope you didn't forget. 
I know you. You didn't forget. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, thank you always for tuning in to uh, In the House. If you got any questions or things you want to bring to the table, you can do that. So I um, want to make sure I get you in to ask whatever you had to bring in as well. But we're going to um, touch on the like this. I know those things tonight, the boys, and break down the Daniels. And, you know, we're going to get justice to see what he had on the table. Let me bring the chief rabbi in this house right here on this Shabbat night, man. Hey, the day of resting, man, the day that Yahweh set aside for man not to be walking, not to be doing nope. You know, you ain't supposed to be out here doing nothing. You know, partying like a rock star. None of that today, man. You're supposed to be chilling, chilling, chilling today, man. You know, but here we go. Let me bring the chief rabbi in the house. Shabbat Shalom, peace, David. The chief rabbi, David Israel. Mm-mm. Wrong number, wrong number. My bad. Hell, I'm, okay, I'm talking about justice. I said justice, man. About justice, in oh, There you go, brother. Chief. <laughs> One more time. Shabbat Shalom, chief rabbi, David Israel. Shabbat Shalom, Tim. Yes, sir. Loud and clear. Hey, shit. So my slow, slow, slow. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm gonna uh, open up the door. Uh, like, you know, like, like we all gonna do. Uh, Shemaya Shalla Yahweh Alahai and Nawa Yahweh Alkar. Uh, Barak and Nawa Yahweh Alkar. Uh, Abenawa Shema Shemayim Kadash and Yashem Kah. Yahweh Malaka Baratha Zaka. Haya Asha Baratha Zaka Wahaya Masamai. Matana Nawala Kam Kalinam was not Lanawa. Kawam was Hanyanaw. Kasalak Lanawa. Kawam was Hanyanawa. Walata Mayam Nawa. Mana Sayuan Amal Havashang and Nawa Mayan Wai Kayala Kal Hamalak Wab Wahala Wahataparat Le Walam Yam Yahawa Karaman. Sebas Lord praise Yahawa Akar. Oh man. Khan, Khan, Khan. I, I'm happy to be here with my brother, the high priest of Yah, Yahweh Yahshua'Allah. Man, oh uh, man, one of the leaders of Liberation Tabernacle Ministry. Now, um, we're talking about the beast, Christianity, Jesus. Now, I'm going to get into something. Daniel 8 and 8 says, Then the heat goat grew greatly at its mightiest. The great horns were broken. And a semblance of four horns came up in its place, pointing towards the four directions of heaven. So, when you talk about the heat goat, right? You have they call the leopards and the four kingdoms of Daniel and Daniel. Got the lion, which is Babylon, got the bear which is the Persians, the leopard, 
which is a Greek, which is uh, represents Alexander the Great because he wore leopard skin. The beast fourth one is equals the beast, which is the Romans of Christianity. Now, when you get into Kalim, I can hear you. Uh, 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 now, when you get into discussing the beast and how these four kings are going to take over and destroy us, when you get into the beast, you talk about Jesus Christ. And you get into uh, the image of Jesus. We're not supposed to worship man. Like, we're not. Okay? As this point talks about how we should not worship idols and none of that shit. So when we get into Exodus, right? The Hebrew word Exodus is Shamar. Now, Exodus, Exodus out of Egypt. Now, the brother was breaking out Jesus Christ being the same as God. We can't keep on making that mistake. Jesus was an example. He was a prophet, just like Moses, just like David, just like Jonah, just like uh, Amos, just like uh, Malachi. These were all prophets. These were people who just had the Holy Spirit or Luat, as we call it. Okay, and no, they'd be able to teach the word of God. And Daniel, the goodness spirit, teach the word of God. So, one thing we don't get into is how Jesus Christ, right, how he wasn't the only prophet. Like I said, there was others. Amos, Jonah, Daniel, hell, Moses, David, Solomon. There were other prophets. So when we get into Christianity and we get into the mark of the beast, Let me get out scripts. Play some scripts. Play peace. Let me get out the scripts. Peace. When you get into the New Testament, even that New Testament says, says right here. It says Revelation eleven and seven, and if they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascended out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. Now, when you get into the beast, when you get into the beast being 
Roman Christianity. We get into Christ. Now you see that Christ that you see. Now you see the Christians all over the church is white. Right? Now you get into even black Christ. We ain't supposed to be worshiping that. I don't care what you say. Yeah, groups like Nation is now. Hell, even the past community. You know, they got that idol up on the wall. Horse. Nation got Master Farah Muhammad. And you got all these people who accept everything but God. Now, even Christians say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Now, ask me this. The brother who called in the other day, uh, yesterday, he said, Daniel made a promise about Christ. Who said we should call on? Now, how come in Matthew 69, which we need to prayer, if Jesus told the disciples and said, Our Father resides in heaven, holy be thy name. Now, how come? He's saying the seven seconds to pray to our Father, who is ours in heaven. That's because Jesus knew his goddamn place. He knew that the Father had more power. He respected that. Now, Jesus did the same thing that Daniel did. What did Daniel do? When Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego were thrown in the flame of fire, where, who did he pray to? The Creator. That's right. So when this man called him yesterday said that they prayed to Jesus, where was Jesus in Daniel? That's my first question. Who was the Messiah in day? Because there is no Messiah in nowhere in day. Okay, the only salvation in Daniel is Yahweh. Okay, those four kingdoms of Daniel, which I just named earlier. The lion, the bear, the leopard, the beast, none of those work out. Now, so that's all I got to say is, brother who called yesterday, show me where he told us Jesus, where he has anything about worshiping Jesus. But Daniel told all the four kings which I just made. 
But he was not bowing down to none of them damn, uh, them damn uh, idols. That's what Daniel said. Uh, Daniel said, I'm not listening to none of any idol. I don't care what idol is. So, bring me, bring me some information about this Jesus being in Daniel. Now, I want to see. But even Jesus said, don't look to me, but look to the Father. That's why, am I right? He said, God has died for safety me. He said, Lord, oh Lord, why has God safety me? Didn't he say? That's oh, right. So, so <clears throat> he even admitted that there was somebody that was over him that had more power. Daniel knew this. That's why Daniel didn't refer to none of those four kings. Because he knew. That's right. He knew that nobody had no power but Yah. And Moses did too. Moses was not but Yah. Okay. So let me get this other scripture. And got the scripture. Proverbs one and seven. Proverbs one and seven says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools hate wisdom and instruction. So pretty much the fear of the Lord, not the fear of Jesus, but the fear of the Lord. That's right, the fear of the Lord. So right there, ain't no damn fear of Jesus. So, brother, I want to see where Daniel said the fear of Jesus. Okay? I want to see that. I want to see that. Because Daniel prayed to Yahweh. As a matter of fact, let me get out that scripture. Let me get out the scripture for you. And Daniel. Yeah, scripture today. Yeah, scripture today. Yeah, that one scripture. Yeah, the scripture. Yeah, okay, Daniel, Daniel 10 and 15, 
Daniel 10 and 15, it says, As he spoke these words to, to me, I set my face toward the ground and was dumbfounded. So it says, like, it says, Then behold, one with the likeliness of a human being touched my lips. I opened my mouth and spoke, and I said to the one standing opposite me, My Lord, during the vision, my joints shuddered, and I could retain no strength. How can this servant of my Lord speak with this Lord of mine? From now on, no strength will remain in me, and there is no breath left in me. So, let let me read this one more time. Daniel 10 and 15. This is as... Now, now, Daniel 10 and 15, as he spoke these words to me, I set my face toward the ground and was dumbfounded. Then behold, one with the likeliness of a human being touched my lips. I opened my mouth and spoke, and I said to the one standing opposite of me, my Lord. So Daniel is set only... They said that the only person he seen before him is the Lord. That's all he seen was the Lord. So Daniel ain't seen Jesus. He said, my Lord, during the vision, my joints. <laughs> he, let me read that. He said, again, he said, and I said to the one standing opposite me, my Lord, he said, opposite Jesus, me, who I saw Jesus, he said, I was standing beside with God, Yahweh, my Lord. So when we're talking about this Jesus, there ain't no Jesus, there ain't no Messiah, and then it's just the Lord. And that's who Daniel prayed to. So I'm going to hand it over, back over to my brother, the high priest of this ministry, of this camp, high priest of Yah, Yahweh, Yahshua, Shalom Aleichem, Shabbat Shalom, welcome to the last. Shabbat shalom, Shabbat shalom. Appreciate that, brother. Yeah, good breakdown. Yeah, okay, okay. You led right on into Daniel's, right on into Daniel's. Good one, brother, good one. And yeah, um, and also, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get back into Daniel's, what brother was talking about. Uh, and everybody knows last night what the brother, what the guy was talking about. Um, he was going into talking about the Ancient of Days. And this is a misconception. See, like I told you, when you get this, there's a confusion between the Christian doctrine and uh, we say the Hebrew doctrine or the, it ain't really doctrine, but the Hebrew, let's say perspective of breakdown. And we use breakdown or the breakdown and the Christians all, because they, they want to make, they want to make everything about so-called Jesus or Yahweh shot. They want to make everything about Jesus. They got to make everything. See, they got, they trying to fit everything in the, in the, in the Bible and make it about Jesus. Like it's because they trying to make him divine. 
I make an ordinary man divine. So they 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 got a chopping, like I said last night, family. They chopping screwing these scriptures. They chopping screwing these texts, I would say. Because there's a there's a uh we gotta get in it and, 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 and do a breakdown on what is scripture and what is not scripture. But they go in and try to uh find a justif- justification of trying to say this man is God, this man is died for their sins because they don't want to be responsible for their own actions. So they got to say somebody came and died and shed their blood for their sins. And and somebody came and died for the sins of the whole world and, and cleaned this, cleansed them. Cause, but I have to ask on this question. If he died for the whole world's sins, why in the hell are you still out here sinning? And, oh, well, not just sinning, but why are you still praying? Because if he came and died on the cross, for all of our sins and washed our, washed our sins away with his blood. That means we are no longer sinners, as some Christians say. Why are you still praying, asking God to forgive you or the most high to forgive you for your sins? If he died on the cross to cleanse you of all your sins, why are you still asking forgiveness for your sins? See, it don't make no damn sense. So this is Christian doctrine. But let's go. To, to Daniel's where he was at in Daniel's last night going into Daniel's and see this is another part where you got to watch these Christians especially a lot of these European Christians and you got some black so-called black Christians too that use this Christian doctrine because they want to get everybody want to say everybody's being saved but even if you go in the uh, New Testament where so-called uh, Yahweh Shah was speaking he said only in uh, 10 Matthew's 10 uh, and five, let me go, let me go right there right fast. Let me go to Matthew five. I don't want to just say that off the top of my head, y'all. I want to read the scripture right back. Give y'all a breakdown so y'all know. Let me get this Bible text right fast. Well, he actually was talking to them because they want to make it like he, you know, John 316. That's their favorite go-to scripture. John 316. Jesus, he came to the world to save the whole world. But they don't understand these with these Greek texts. And I got some I'm going to read y'all right fast so you can give an overstanding. And we're going to do a breakdown. And it's going to actually apply to what we're talking about as well. I'm going to break down the Lord's Prayer. Right, how there's a misconception with that Lord's Prayer, and that does have to be changed, what the Pope says, and I agree. But if we go to um, Matthew 10 and 5, where it says, after Jesus, so-called Yahweh Shah had named all of his 12 disciples, he gave them a commandment, said, these 12, they say Jesus, but we're going to say Yahweh Shah, a.k.a. Jesus. So I'm not going to say Yahweh Shah, a.k.a. Jesus, because we're going to work this Jesus thing out. We're going to on here, we're going to work it out. Well, ain't going to be no more Jesus. So when we say Yahweh Shah, y'all already know who we're talking about. So we're going to work that Jesus name out of our equation on, the, on on here. So right now, you might hear me say Yahweh Shah, a.k.a. Jesus. Everybody get familiar to what we're talking about. See, that's what we're going to have to start doing with all of our texts. Whatever you into and whatever language you got, make the people start learning the language. Quit conforming and using these texts and these words that doesn't really uh, resonate with your frequencies and vibration. Because y'all know these tones, there's tones and uh, a vibration that goes with languages. Because when you even chant, there's tones and vibrations. Even when you like you used to do Arabic, you chant, you can hear these tones and vibrations. When we used to uh, make the uh, Adon, you can feel it. So in names, there's tones and sacred, uh, sacred vibrations with them. So we got to get back into these names 
sacred names and these tones, even with these names. So we're going to wash away these European names and get back into our melanated, carbonated names that we our ancestors or our people really what they call themselves. So we're going to uh, eradicate that damn name, Jesus. All right, y'all. Overstood, overstood, I hope. But here we go back again. The uh, uh, These 12 Jesus set forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into the city of the Sumerians. Enter ye not, but go rather to the sheep of the, uh, but, excuse me, Shalakia, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And, I keep on going, and as ye preach, say, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So don't go into the way of the Gentiles, which was the non-Hebrew uh, or Jewish, not Jewish, my bad, Shalakia. I got to say Shalakia five times on that one, or uh, uh, seven times, seven times, uh, since this Shabbat, let's say seven. Uh, don't go into the way of the Samaritans or the Gentiles, because the Gentiles, as we said, that they were, most of them were non Israelites, there, there we go, y'all, or Yasha Allah, non-Israelites or Yasha Allah, uh, other outside nations. So he told them, don't go to them, but go to these lost sheep. Go get these people out of here. There's our people that's lost, man, out here in this world. Go get them. Go get them. So he gave them a commandment to do that. So they want to always fit it in just like and say that Yahweh Shah was coming to go get everybody. Go get everybody. He trying to come to say the whole world when it don't say that. So let's go back in here to Daniel. I just had to throw that so I get into Daniel. And what Daniel was talking about, when y'all go into Daniel's chapter 7, and this is what he was talking about, the ancient of days, what he was bringing up last night. The book of Daniel's, let me get you this, some of this other part of the breakdown. He was going in the book of Daniel 7 and 9, and I read that, and I'm going to go into something else. So you can get understanding what Daniel, the book of Daniel is. He was reading last night. And there's two parts he was talking about. I'm going to start at 7 and 9. As in, in Daniel, now let me start at Daniel's 1. Daniel had a dream and a vision in his head as he was like, now this is the, the new one of the new study Bibles I got. It read different than the King James, because it, and I like the way it actually translates over too. Daniel had a dream and a vision in his head as he was lying on his bed. He wrote the dream down uh, and his account. Now, that's Daniel 7 and 1. And they go down to Daniel 7 and 9. It says, as he watched, as he watched, thrones were set in place, and the ancient one took his seat. His clothes, clothing was white as snow. The hair on his head were white like pure wool. His thrones, the throne was a, a fiery, uh, of a fiery flames and the wheels burning. Now, I'm going to skip over here to 13, 7 and 13, though. This goes into kind of like what he was talking about, this son of man, though. Check this out. I kept watch. This is still Daniel in his dream. Now, he's in a dream state, y'all. He's in a dream, and he's having a vision. And he said, I keep watching the night vision when I saw coming with the clouds of heaven. Someone like the son of man, he approached the ancient one. And was led into his presence. To him was given rulership, glory, and kingdom. And shall all people, nation, language shall serve him. His rulership as is an external rulership that will not pass away. 
and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. See, they take that right there. There's uh, 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 Daniel 7, 13, and 14, and they're trying to equate that to being, a.k.a. Jesus, Yahawashah. And this is what they're trying to see. See, his kingdom going to rule forever. See, God gave him all power to rule forever. This is what they're trying to use this scripture to say. And, you know, this is saying the ancient one. And we use these terms in African terminologies and black conscious community. Some of us, we say the ancient ones. We don't talk about, we talk about our ancient ancestors and things. You talk about the ancient ones. But let me say something right here about this. Give y'all the definition, what they use as son of man. So he's saying that's referring to Jesus. He used that to refer to himself as the son of man. And when you do read the New Testament, it does say, he, a.k.a. He, he called himself the son of man. But here we go again. Let's define the words. Because I told you, when you study, you have to start defining these words. Zandavan Dictionary again. And it says that son of man, an expression found in the Old Testament and used as a self-description of Jesus in the New Testament. Hebrew, son of man, son of man mean an individual human being. Y'all heard that? Ain't nothing mystical. Ain't nothing spooky. An individual, it means, it was a term that was used at pr- primarily in the Hebrew culture and the language to mean a human being. Nothing spooky. Listen to it. It's simple. Son of man. It means you weren't born of an is not you born you weren't born of a of an angel. You weren't born of a goat. You weren't born of a horse. You weren't born of a donkey. You weren't born of a mule. Y- y- y'all get what I'm saying. I don't want to go too far with that. But you said you was born of a man. You were son of a man. You have a father, a human father. You were in human form. That's all what it means. It's nothing mystical and magical about it. Look it up. And for a matter of fact, even in here, it says that the phrase was used once by the by Yahweh or Lord in addressing Daniel. And it was used over times in addressing Ezekiel. Yeah, it was used that many times. And I usually have it. When you go and look up Ezekiel, oh, let me find that right back because I had that earlier. Let me find this here, man. Let's get this here. We're going to bring it out. We're going to bring it out. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel. Come on, Ezekiel. Where you at? Where you at? And and, and so show you that even Yahweh called Ezekiel. He called Ezekiel son of man. Let me get this right fast, family. Here we go. Ezekiel 2. And let me get here. What this scripture? Let's see. 2 and 1. And it says, uh, Ezekiel, and he said unto me. Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. Let's go. Let's keep on going because it says it again. And the spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me and set me upon my feet. And I heard him that spoke unto me. And he said unto me, Son of man, I will send thee to the children of Israel to a rebellious nature. I mean, nation, Shalakia, that has rebelled against me. And they and their fathers have transgressed against me even unto this very day. Oh, y'all, that's what I was talking about last night, how we have uh, been rebellious and also talk about how we were stiff-necked people. Y'all go and read Ezekiel uh, 2, chapter 2, 1 through 4. 
But he called Ezekiel son of man. He called several people in here son of man. So all were they God in flesh as well? Because he called Ezekiel son of man. Hey, See? hey, yes, um, go ahead. I preach a lot. I hate to interrupt you. But that Isaiah 53 and the Isaiah 49 and 5 also, he, uh, Yahweh referred to Isaiah as son of man. So I wanted to mm. throw that out there for you too, you know. But a slot, I'll get back to what oh, yes, you no were saying on me. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there for you too. That yes, sir. Bring it out. And Isaiah 53. Also, he referred to Isaiah both times as son of man. So I forgot yes, to bring it out, but slot you now. Oh, no, sir. You're good, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bring it out. That's what we're trying to do, brother. Make it clear. We're trying to clarify. And, and go back. We're going back to Daniel's again. Let's go back to Daniel's again. Now, the book of Daniel, what that book was talking about, it was talking about, y'all got to understand, because it was talking about the four beasts from chapters, chapter 7, because that's primarily what he was going into, chapter 7, verse 1 through 8. It was talking about four beasts. And now we know this Bible speak, we was telling you, it speak in symbolic, many different forms, symbolic form, metaphors, and things of this nature. So let me, let me read y'all this right here right fast so you can get a better, clear view of what we talking about and what Daniel's, because it was, it was speaking about a future event, and it was talking about nations. For you to even understand that or understand that, you, you got to understand who these four beasts were. And for a matter of fact, hold up, let me stop, let me stop myself. So first of all, let's 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 clear up something else first before I go into the four beasts and do the breakdown about Daniels. So let's just play the game. You know I like to play the game. Y'all know I love to play the game. So okay, yeah, this talking about Jesus. Okay, just say this was talking about so okay, Yahweh shot. It said that uh, he was going to be given rulership and a glory and a kingdom, and all people, all nations and language shall serve him. His rulership should well be an external rulership, and it would not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never fail. Number one, when you read and study the, the whole thing about so-called Jesus, a.k.a. Yahweh Shah, he never established a kingdom or a nation or had permanent rulership as a king on this planet. He never did that. And that's what it's talking about. See, they make you think it's talking about some spooky that he's ruling somewhere on the throne, sitting by the right hand of the father in heaven. That ain't what the hell this scripture is talking about. It's talking about an earthly thing, an earthly ruling, an earthly king, somebody who's ruling. It ain't talking about nobody in heaven. This is what they get you with, family, because, see, we get and, and everybody in the country community sometimes, man, you getting spooked out. They really try to spook you out. And remember now, this is Christian's perspective and Christian breakdown that they teaching them in their cemeteries. I mean, seminary schools. Yeah, it's, it is a cemetery school because they trying to they 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 keeping you deaf, dumb, and blind with this stuff. They keeping you in a in a comatose in a sarcophagus dead state because they ain't giving you the truth, man. That that's not giving you life. So it was talking about someone who was going to naturally rule on this planet. A.K. Yahweh Shah Jesus never ruled in a kingdom. 
because he was supposed to be coming in the line of David as a king and a ruler, but it never was established. He never had a, a kingship. He never had a throne on this planet as a king as David and Solomon and none of them did. He never did. So that couldn't even be talking about, a.k.a. Jesus. But let's go on. Um, Daniels. Daniels seemed to be one of the early apocalyptics, um, followed by the whole genre of so-called. And this is a page I'm reading here. Found out. I did a break, looked it up and did a definition on the whole breakdown on it about Daniel. Um, so this is what I'm reading. So when I say Jewish, y'all already replaced it. Let's replace that with Hebrew. But this is what they say. Okay, Daniel seemed to be one of the earliest apocalyptic. I can't pronounce this damn word, y'all. Apocalyptics. I got to say it slow. Followed by the whole genre of Jewish apocalyptic uh, literature written between 200 B.C. and uh, 100 A.D. And and Daniel's, let me see, wait a minute. Yeah, the apocalyptic lecture is full of symbols that are that that are seen to be in dreams and visions and when you read daniel's you will see it as it even said in daniel 7 and 1 daniel i had a dream and a vision in my head as i was laying on the bed he's having these dreams and visions so when a guy asked me the other day was daniel lying how can i tell you if there's if a man dream is right in the zach unless i know how he is he's lying about his dream unless I know how to interpret it. I can't tell you if a man's dream is wrong or right. That's what he asked me last night. So was Daniel lying? I can't interpret that man's dream. I'm only reading in the book what he wrote down in the book. But as he wrote this and is saying this is what's supposed to happen, we know this didn't happen with AKA Yahweh Shah. So hey, Maybe weren't talking about him that y'all are trying to make his dream or interpret his dream to say this is who he was talking about. So y'all are trying to interpret his dream, not I. But let's go on. For example, think of the rich symbolism in the book of Revelation, another characteristic of a determinatic view. The history must run its course, but the end determined by God. The end of history will be a violent inbreaking by God to establish his kingdom. Uh, other examples of apop- apocalyptic uh, literature in the Old Testament include Zechariah and part of Ezekiel. Yeah, y'all got to read those two, the book of Revelations. And let me study this for a minute before I go into this. That's why y'all don't see those book of Daniels. See, kind of to understand Revelation, you got to kind of understand uh, Daniels. Because they kind of do coincide with each other because they talk about the, the beast, the revelation talk about a beast, and they number them the four beasts, this beast, that beast. And actually, these are talking about, it's symbolically talking about nations. And y'all wonder why these old knucklehead ass preachers, they never go into the book of Revelation and, t- and teach out of the book of Revelation. Y'all ever notice that? They never go into those books. They don't go into the revelations. They don't touch Daniel's. They don't touch Ezekiel. Number one, Ezekiel talk about a wheel and a wheel. Y'all know they ain't finna get into that wheel and a wheel thing. But the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, them in the nation of Islam did. And y'all thought they was crazy as hell. But they ain't gonna touch on that. Mm, that kind of would sound like some stuff they would talk about in the Sumerian tablets and stuff. Wheel and the wheel, people coming down from the sky. But that's a whole nother subject. 
that we can get into later. But they never read the book of Revelation. So if you want to understand a little bit about the book of Revelation, you got to understand a little bit about Daniel's and understand the symbolic terminologies and these metaphoric meanings that they have in their not physical thing where they're talking about these rams, people with ram heads and all of this type of things. No, sir, no, ma'am. That's not what it's talking about. It's symbolic and metaphoric. But let's keep on reading. Uh, as it says here, there was a person named Longman writes about the book of Daniels or uh, the apocalyptic stories. Apocalyptic is a metaphor rich genre. In this regard, it is like poetry. Metaphors and smiles teach by allegory. They throw light on difficult concepts and things by relating them to something we know from common experience. As such, images speak truly and accurately, but not precisionly. I can't. Damn, you can't know how to say these damn words, <laughs> but with precision. We often do not know where the allegory stopped. Now, I had something. Uh, what is scripture I had, though? There was a scripture I had earlier I want to bring out about something, a.k.a. Yahweh Shah was saying. About a man, damn, I thought I had this written down, about a man who built his foundation on stony ground. Let me see if I find that. Damn, I thought I had that note um, put out. And and you will see that these allegories, let me see what I got. Y'all been strolling so much, I thought I had this note. But I want to give you this so you can see these allegories. Because um, he was actually talking about a man who built his house on stony ground. I don't know if y'all ever know that, that situation with Jesus. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Give you an allegory right fast and a metaphor. Let's see y'all understand this. This is Matthew 7 and 24 through 27. And just as what the guy was talking about in that thing, an allegory. Listen to this one right fast. The wise man and the foolish builder. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man who built a house on a rock the rain come down the stream rose and the wind blew and beat against that house yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock but anyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand the rain came down the stream rose and the wind blew and beat against his house and it fell with a great crash. These are like metaphors and uh, allegories that you read in the Bible that, that and, and some people call it parables that yeah, uh, uh, what they say, Yahshua, uh, Yahweh was bringing and putting. Because, see, you can understand, see, what, what, just like this thing was saying, see, these metaphors and things, it gives you something when they're teaching. Let me see, what else it was they? Okay, these metaphors and allegories, they throw light, they throw light on difficult concepts and things by relating them to something that we know and 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 have common experience with. So we know about the rain, the hard rain. We know when when the wind blow. If you if you got a tent, you pitch the tent and you don't have it tied down correctly and all of these type of things, you know the wind gonna come in and if it's not stable. What's gonna happen? Don't you don't we know the story about the, the nursery rhyme about the three little pig? 
Don't we remember the nursery rhyme and what happened when the pig, when the wolf came and he blew, he huffed and he puffed and he blew their house down just by the wind, by blowing on it. See, that was teaching something. That were metaphors that was being taught to us. And it was actually teaching you, too, about building your house. But the, the pig that built this house with bricks, he couldn't blow that goddamn house down. So that was teaching y'all even in school, preschool and things is nature with nursery rhymes. It was giving us metaphors to let you know you have to build your life on a strong foundation, then you do have to be built on a solid foundation. You can't be weak with it. That's why we tell you, man, we need some, that's why I still say, I need a strong man. She don't need no weak-ass man. She need a strong man who has a solid foundation, got his ish together. Huh? So that's what these type of things we're talking about, and that's why they was talking about these allegories, man, and metaphors. We got to understand these type of things. Yes, sir, brother said message, like Ken Ira Wayne, message. They're showing up as a message. So we got to understand it. So the book of Daniel, y'all got to understand the metaphors, the whole Bible, man. Y'all got to understand. So some people say, man, y'all take that stuff literal, man, about somebody going to come out the sky. No, you the damn fool because you don't understand it. You don't understand it. That's why you got a lot of these brothers around here in all these sacred societies. I won't tell it on y'all for a minute. That's why they study a lot of things. They understand metaphors. They understand symbolism. And they deal with these things, symbols and signs, and that's why they say they can hide things in plain sight because they understand the symbolism behind it. A lot of these cats I'm talking about, y'all know in these Masonic societies and all of these type of things, they overstand it, but you got to. So, you know, but that whole thing about Daniel, it wasn't talking about nothing about no Jesus being in no damn flesh as God. None of that. Because son of man, that's why it was specifically said. And I don't even know how y'all constantly getting there. Because when he even talk about, when y'all read y'all New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John with Christians, y'all don't read. When it does say it and you see where he's supposed to be speaking and he says the son of man can do nothing of himself. Because actually then you know I am a man. I am a human being. I am a human man. I'm born of flesh. I had an earthly mother. Mary is my mama. Miriam was my mother. As the uh, 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 Zendavan Illustrated Bible Dictionary tells you again, here it goes, y'all. The Hebrews used this word, son of man, to mean an individual human being. None spooky, none mystified, nothing swarmy, none of that stuff. It ain't nothing like that. It ain't nothing you got to be sworn under oath to understand. It is simple and plain. Uh, let's see here. Let me go one more thing. One more thing. And then I want to get into this. I want to get into this here. Get into this. Um, the, the so-called Lord's Prayer, which is another mistranslation, a misquote. But here's something else. Daniel's right fast, family. Daniel's 7 and 21. I watched and the horn made war with the holy ones and was winning. Until the ancient one came, judgment was given in favor of the holy ones of the Most High, and the time came for the holy ones to take over the kingdom. Mm, this is primarily talking about us, y'all. But let me drop down to 25. This is talking about us. This is talking about us. And this kind of sounds like America right here. Well, I'm finna go into now, fam. Check this out. Uh, Daniel 7 and 25. He will speak words against the most high and will try to exalt the holy ones of the most high and the most high he will attempt to alter the seasons and the law and the holy ones will be handed over to him for a time 
time and half a time. But when the court goes into season, he will be stripped of his rulership, which will be consumed and completely destroyed. Then the kingdom, the rulership, and the greatness of the kingdoms are under the whole heaven will be given to the holy people of the Most High. Their kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. All the rulers will serve and obey them. Hmm, that sounds like America to me. Is ruling because y'all got to go and understand. Y'all got to read this Daniel 7 and see, then y'all understand and see what this talking about. It was talking about some futuristic because y'all understand this was happening. Daniel was having his dream and he was seeing things in this time because he was dreaming stuff. Some of these four kingdoms, they don't even understand. Was it talking about Persia? Huh? Was it talking about the Greeks? Because we're going back and you read and see, that's why I tell y'all to get some good study Bibles where they have these notes at the bottom, at the bottom of your study notes. Uh, Bibles and it kind of goes into certain things but those who are the holy ones of the most high and this is what it said the holy ones of the most high who are the holy ones of the most high hmm y'all ask yourself but it said it was going to be given and you think about it right here though it says that he will attempt to alter the seasons and the laws that's what really right there made me think about America man and what's happening today? Don't ain't the season? They always ain't they trying to change the season with harp? They trying to make it rain? I ain't talking about in the strip club, but I'm talking about actually trying to make it rain. They changing the weather. They dealing. They changing the laws. Then we always talk about right here, man. The way it says, "Thou shalt not sleep with thy neighbor's wife." No, that ain't the law right there. Let's change that one. Let's go back. We talk about this homosexual agenda. Yeah, we bringing it out. The homosexual agenda. Well, the Most High said, thou should not lie with mankind as womankind. America has now said to hell with that. We're going to make it to the law of the land, a federal law. It's all right. You can do it. We don't care what God said. It's all right to do it. Now, as it says right here, he spoke against the words of the Most High, and they have attempted to change, alter the season and the laws, and the holy ones will be handed over to him. Oh, a time and a time. That sounds like us being in bondage here in America. That sounds like our bondage. Hmm? That sounds like America. But it did say, y'all, uh-oh, that he will be stripped of his rulership and will be consumed and completely destroyed. So there's hope, y'all. And it said, oh, oh, let me get y'all the good part. It ain't going to just be destroyed now. Hold up. Then the kingdom, the rulership, and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven will be given to the holy people of the most high. So we're going to get this thing back, y'all. So these mother suckers going to be gone. See how it's being destroyed? They are being destroyed. Look at what's happening in America. These white folks, how they fighting each other in America. They can't come together on nothing. They fighting each other. So Daniels, one time I know damn Jesus ruling. They was talking about a future, what they say, apocalyptic thing. Understand who these four beasts are in these books. It ain't talking about nothing at that time, particular times. Y'all understand that even though it was things, did some things happen, certain kingdoms got failed and destroyed. But what they say, y'all, history repeats itself. History repeats itself. So even if you can read this. And some things probably did manifest in Daniel's time. 
the Roman Empire failed, the Greeks failed, but and, and it might have manifested at the time. But you look at these new nations that have occurred, and a lot of these new nations have risen up out of these old nations, and they're falling under the line of these same prophecies. Under these same, because y'all got to understand the bloodline is still here, even though those nations failed, but the seeds of these people are still on this planet. The seeds of these people are still, so they still got the remnants. It's just as we as melanated beings, we talk about how we living in the line of our ancestors. We trying to keep on the traditions of our ancestors. You best to believe, brothers and sisters, that they are doing the same bull shiggity. So these prophecies ain't dead. They ain't dead. Mm-hmm. And some of them hadn't even been completed. That's why I say these knucklehead-ass preachers, that's why they don't go into the book of Revelation in the book of Daniel. Because you know why? Because they're going to run up on something that talk about America being in destruction, how she going to fall. And it sure do, as we were taught by the Muhammad Elijah Muhammad, that, that great whore that sits on many waters, is America. That great whore that sits on many waters that have committed fornication with all the nations on the planet was America. And you look at it. Look at the historical fact how America has went all over the globe and made deals with everybody. Don't mail it in everybody's business on the planet. That's what it means. Not sexual uh, uh, fornication, but just dealings with people. So understand the metaphors, y'all. Don't just take it literal where it says that she had this, that, that she fornicated. And you think about she laid a, a woman laying down with a man of sexual intercourse. Mm-mm. It's just to give you something to identify with. Go into it. See, that's all we're saying. Giving you something to recognize. So you can go in and break it down. But let's pass on for that one. Um Want to get in this thing? Yeah, ba- Babylon. That's it. Yes, sir, brother. I said you own it, brother. Uh, uh, brother, brother Jay own it. Brother Jay says, uh, Babylon, and it does talk about that ancient mystery Babylon. She's no mystery no more because those who know, we know who the hell she are. I mean, who she is. We know she ain't no mystery. We know who you are, Babylon, modern day America. They talk about a spiritual Egypt and a. Spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah. That ain't nobody but goddamn America. Why they say spiritual? Because she runs in the line of having this, uh, 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 as they talk about in the biblical text, that had slaves. That had the slavery. Then we go through a slavery process here in America, the transatlantic slave trade. Yes, we did. Sodom and Gomorrah. What was Sodom and Gomorrah so-called destroyed for and what is best known for? Homosexuality. So that's why it's called the, uh, the spiritual Egypt and spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah. Nobody fits this description better than America. Even Babylon, all the inf- a lot of the information that she has and a lot of the stuff they deal with, deal with the Babylonian Talmud, these rituals and concepts. We see a lot of these uh, uh, celebrities and stuff they deal with, a lot of Babylonian bullshiggity. America fit the description of all of them. You go down to your local courthouse, you see, I know you come to Memphis, you will see statues at the courthouses all on the down around the edges of the courthouses. 
They got Greco-Roman statues and monuments at the city courthouses. The laws that you we under, sisters and brothers, this criminal justice system, a system that is ran by criminals. They tell you the name right there. They call it the criminal justice system. I it can't. They don't get no easier than that. They tell you who they are, a system that is ran by goddamn criminals. It's easy. It's easy as well. Uh, one, two, three. They tell you who they are. They don't hide it. The devil don't hide who the hell he is. You just don't recognize him. But here we go. But anyway, all of this is Greco-Roman bull crap. The name of the days of the week. Hmm? It ain't that name after my ancestors. Look at the name of the days of the week. Look at the goddamn planets, what it's called. It's Greco, Greco and Roman bullshiggity that they got us under. Got to go. In plain sight, my brother said, in plain sight. Yes, sir. But let me go here and write here this thing, man, to the Pope, y'all. I said I agree with the Pope. Oh, Lord, have mercy. How you agree with the Pope, bro? How you agree with well, God damn it, sometimes the devil can tell the truth. And y'all know what? Good that he, it's good that this devil coming out saying this. Wait a minute, you mean you call the devil, the, you call the Pope the devil? I sure the hell did. What the hell I what the hell else I'm gonna call him? He's a goddamn devil to me, cause I'm talking about the Bible. I ain't supposed to call folks. I I you ain't supposed to be calling folks out their name. Uh, the hell if I ain't. What they say you call them who they are. Call them out. Call them out. But the Pope. The Pope. Here's something that the Pope said. And that's why I said I agree with the Pope. Oh, yeah, that's a hard one to agree with that sucker. But here we go. And and, and I'm saying, when I said I agree with him, and then he's actually proving the point that a lot of people have been saying. And I'm going to read y'all something from this study Bible that I, I, I recently bought called the Jewish Study Bible. They See, they ain't hiding nothing from y'all, man. Y'all, we just ain't reading this shit. We ain't reading it. What? And, you know, it's almost like they say it for real. You want to hide something from a nigga or a Negro or a black man or whatever, y'all. Put it in the book. Put it in the book. And one thing, put it in a certain type of book. Because they know we read. But just put it in a certain type of book. Especially the damn book that they hate to read. The Bible. Here we go. The Pope Francis suggests changing the words of the Lord's Prayer. Pope Francis isn't pleased with the words of the Lord's Prayer. Especially the part about temptation. In an interview with the Italian news, I mean, uh, television network, the Pontiff said that the current language of our father is not a good translation. Uh, in English and similar to Italian, the prayer asks God to lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But uh, Francis say, it's not the Lord that tempts. It's not he that push us into temptation. And then um, how we fall. Mm. Francis said um, to the in Italian, a father does not do this. A father quickly helps those who are provoked into Satan's temptation. Mm. The folk, the Pope of Francis pointed out that just a few days ago. Uh, let me see here. Let me see. I'm going to go back and skip this out. But I know they said here, a new translation of our father will come into force in all forms of literacy. Literacy. The Catholic faithful will no longer say, uh, you know, about the do not be tempted by evil, 
but they changing it and they they saying I guess they want to say do not sub- submit to temptation. So they've changing this. And Rena said that I I agree. I agree uh with that. Um yeah, yeah, it's sad but true. Yeah. I agree with that. And let's go with some. Let's go with some. And and he said it was a mistranslation. Hold on before I go into this other part. He said it was a mistranslation. That's what he was saying. A mistranslation. In the translation of it, it was translated wrong. They mistranslated and it need to be changed. I agree 100%. I've thought about that years ago. Some poems about like, man, wait a minute. Hold up. Because I read some parts in the other Bible. And I'm going to get into that. I said, man, that don't sound right. But here's this Bible I got called the Complete Jewish Bible, Study Bible. And in this, this is the general editor. This is what they said in the editorial as they're telling you about this Bible. And giving you uh, some brief uh, information about this this Bible, what you're going to study. But it says, uh, but they was talking about here, it says that the, the, the Bible text, that is, they, they restored the original and essential Jewishness of the God's word. Now, y'all remember this white folk saying this. So we know Hebrew, but they saying Jewishness of the word. So why is that so important? After centuries of translations from Hebrew and Greek into English and other languages, nuance and even accurate meanings are lost. Let me say that again, y'all. They said nuances and even accurate meaning are lost. In a critical example, the original Jewish form of the Messiah's name, Yahshua, is used in the Bible instead of the Greek translation, Jesus. Of course, now they're saying here, of course, there's nothing inherently wrong with saying Jesus, but it's not how he was known to his family, friends, and first century followers. To them, he was Yahshua, as they got it in here. Yeshua, a Hebrew name meaning salvation. Since Jews' names are often given to reflect something about the person, what better name could be given? Reading the Bible in the way um, this increased understanding. Y'all see this? They just want they telling you right here. It's in the Bible before you even start reading in the introduction that a lot of these accurate meanings. A loss. This is what we've been saying. See, like I said, put it in plain sight. Some people ain't going to read it. This right here in the Bible. I give them credit. I give them credence for even acknowledging and, and putting that in the Bible to say that. And But this ain't no Christian Bible, though, either. So, you know, they ain't going to tell you that. They ain't going to even go in here and tell you that. And then this was another part. It said, and I was looking at I got to finish reading this part. But it's saying in an update. And another update, the complete Jewish Bible, is the removal of all Yiddish, Brother Day. They said they removed all the Yiddish words out of here, Brother Day. Now, this is what they're saying. So I got to, I got to finish reading this here about that language, how they talking about they moved all the Yiddish out. But in another part, they write, and, and, and why I got to go, let me take y'all to Book of James right fast. Book of James. Now, they said Brother James is supposed to be. Uh, aka Yahweh Shah's brother, right? And I gotta go back. Let me leave this part about in here lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That part right there, that's uh, Matthew 6 and 13. 
what the Pope said he has a problem with, and which is a problem, because he said that the Father don't lead you, shouldn't lead you in the uh, temptation. That done, because that's like that's like entrapment. That's like police entrapment. You know what I'm saying? The police set a trap. They set the damn. Y'all ever seen them thing? They had it on TV. They used to film it. The police would put a dummy bike out there and, and set it out somewhere and hope your ass come by and steal it in there, grab you and lock you up. That's entrapment. So if if you said the most high, he's setting traps for you. Cause even he's saying temptation is to is testing too, to test you. Now I used to hear that in Christianity and I used to used, uh, used to even teach that at one particular time because I was into that Christian doctrine. I was quoting the Christian doctrine. That when you're going through something, that's just God testing you. I was teaching the Christianity doctrine, man, but it didn't make no sense. But here you go. Here's James. Here's what James said. And first James, I'm going to read from 12 to 15. James said, blessed is the man that endures temptation for when he is tried, he shall be, uh, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord has promised them that that love him okay here we go y'all let no man say when he's tempted tempted of god for god cannot be tempted with evil nor tempt he any man but when a man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed and then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bring forth death. Do not error, my beloved brothers. But even James said it right here, clear as day. That's why the Pope, I agree with the Pope, because even James has something of this right here in the Bible, man. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, nor tempt he any man, not one man, not any man, but the man who is tempted, he's tempted by his own lust and enticement. See, that's why we were going to some. I was telling you about we was going back in the book of Genesis about a sheaf, about that tree of good and evil. You know, about you have an ability to know good and evil. And even in Islam, they call uh, in the, in the Quran how they call um, Shaitan or Satan, as they say, they call him the whisperer. And there's some parts in the Holy Quran, they say he's the whisperer. They said he whispers into the heart, of, he whispers into the heart of man and then withdraws after he whispers. So he whispers evil suggestions or he whispers, hey man, look, ooh, wee, you see that old fine gal over there? Ooh, wee, she back. Hey, you need to go over there and holler. That, you, you married now. You probably got a wife at the house. You're chilling. Yeah, you know I'm saying like old folks, you're chilling. You got your children at the house. You, you know, everything cool. You ain't think about it. But it's something that's whispering in your ear. Ooh, wee, that's a bad girl. Man, look at look at so-and-so, so-and-so. And he whispering them evil suggesting you hear. You're like, damn, she so ill. Mm, mm. Man, look, well, you if I was you, I go holler at that right there. I go, I get on that. And there you go. Like, damn. If you listen to those evil whispers as he whispered into your heart. And then in the Quran, I'm kind of quoting some Quran to y'all. And even in the Quran, it said that on the day of judgment, right, you're going to be all your body parts 
are going to stand against you at the day of judgment. And that's a cold thing now, y'all. Your legs, your feet, your arm, all your body parts going to stand against you, stand in judgment, or be a witness against you. And then even the old regular old shaitan, y'all know how people say the devil made me do it. And even the Quran even talks about how you're going to say, well, the devil made me do it. Then it says, even man, God or Allah, as the Quran says, he's going to bring him to the uh, stand, call him to the witness stand. Well, I need you to come here. Did you tell him? Did you or you suggest? Well, did you tell him to do that? Rob that old lady, snatch that old lady purse, and push that old lady down in the mud. I, I didn't tell him to do it. I only suggested to him. I only suggested it to him. He did it on his own. He said, "The hell with both of you." See, that's what it is. So sometimes, man, you know how they say guilty by association. You be guilty by association. And and how some crimes in America, your ass can go to jail for a conspiracy, for a conspiring. You just tell somebody, go out here, man, go out here and kill this in person, man. If I was you, I go kill that. And your ass can go to jail for conspiring, just suggesting that they go out and de- look at uh uh what's that fool name? He dead now. So they say he did. Charles Manson didn't go out and murder nobody. He just told them folks to go out here and kill them folks. His ass had life in prison. So that's even the thing about it. We talk about when you get these evil suggestions or these negative suggestions or this negativity come to you, man. Um, it's not by, you know what I'm saying, that you say the most high is tempting you, man. It's something that sometimes just being us that we want is something we want to do. You know what I mean? And I was trying to find these other notes I had right fast. Uh, that was something else. When um, when you look at this here, there's another part in the in the book right fast. Uh, Matthews is even so called when Yahushua was on the uh, on the mount when he was supposed to have been in the wilderness for forty days and forty nights. I'm gonna start at Matthews four and one. It says then it says then uh, Jesus was led and led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil wait a minute by who now this thing here says the lord's prayer again says lead us not into temptation but deliver us from either now this is what you should probably supposed to be praying to the most high for you praying to the most high for this asking this stuff you know about uh, uh forgive our debts as you forgive our debtors give us our daily bread then you saying forgive us lead us not to temptation but here it says that A.K.A. Yahweh or Jesus, said he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit to be tempted by who? The devil. Not the most high. It says the devil. So, Christian, what y'all? Come on. Y'all got, yeah, they got to change that right there. They got to change that. They got to change that as well. So, I agree with the Pope. And it's a lot of things just by not that, by him even saying that is an error. That shows us that there's a lot of other things that's in here. That has been mistranslated and taken out of context, just as I read to you what the opening of this Bible had says uh, in the introduction that has uh, that, uh, that a lot of uh, nuances and even accurate meanings have been lost. So they telling y'all, fam, that th- these things and that's why you got to start trying to really go back and looking at things in this original language if you can and find it in this original language. And get the meaning of it. And also, here's some things I've been saying too. Even in this Bible that I that uh this study Bible I got, y'all don't notice they omit certain scriptures, or certain verses, I should say, out of certain books. Just like you, I might have uh Matthew six, 
know, Matthew chapter six, and it could be verse nine. They will omit verse nine, just like it says here. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which is in heaven. Some Bibles they will have it. It won't be no verse nine. You will see eight, and then they have a dash in there, ten, and then they have it down at the bottom, a note saying verse nine was omitted. And omitted mean they took it out of the out of that chapter, but they have it down at the bottom to let you know they omitted it. They took it out of there. Why the hell you do that? So y'all got you. So you see a lot of that in some of these Bibles um, as well. You know, certain translations they do that. And this right here, I found that the other day in one in this Bible, a uh, complete Bible, Jewish Bible. I've seen that they did it, and they have it at the bottom. They have it at the bottom to let you know that they took it out. You know, took it out of his original part at the top. So when you read, you might miss it if you ain't paying attention to your notes at the bottom. And sometimes they'll have a number there, but you got to be really paying attention. You just go ahead, just reading, and you're not studying. Yeah, your ass will go straight through it, and you just be, you just mess up. But yeah, so they they have done a lot. And the Quran, that was something I had to want to read. I got to I got to finish reading before I do a show on this, so I can bring it out. And I know we talk about we we, we Hebrews, but hell, goddammit, look, I, we trying to bring y'all information everywhere. We ain't like the rest of the camps we're going to do. Not to knock none of them, uh, you know, the peace and shalom to them, but we trying to bring out the information, man, to wake the people up. You know, we don't give a goddamn what kind of, how the information going to come. Man, we just trying to wake the people up, man, with the information, you know. And so we'll go into Quran and even show you how, and this goes into how they save the Jews. Even the Quran has a whole part. Not a. It ain't like the first. They have an opening, like the introduction to certain chapters. They have a part in the in the whole Quran that talks about how the children of Israel and they, they Jews. They have and we know damn well that ain't us. But they say the Jews how the Jews and they Torah out certain words. They changed around words in the Torah and, and and they talk about that damn Talmud right there in the Holy Quran. It talks about all of that in the Holy Quran, how they changed the words. And that's why they said they changed the words of Allah for a price. They said, yes, they the children of Israel or the chosen people, but they changed the words of God for a price, for some money. But we know they not the chosen people, but it just shows you, man, how they are being exposed even in the damn Holy Quran. Because y'all know the Arab don't like their ass either. Yes, sir. They do not like their ass. So, yeah. So, just what was that brother? It was a brother in Egypt uh, came out and had said that how the Hebrews, they left they left black and came back white. <laughs> I like that dude. I like that dude. He was telling the truth. He said how the Hebrews left black and came back white. Uh, that was a good brother, man. And it was an Arab, so they don't like they goddamn ass, cause they know they not true to the game. And they even had I seen a uh, Ashkenazi old Jew that had supposed to wrote a book uh, himself telling about how they went to original people, man. But uh, yeah, I see Justice in the house. Let me see, let me see, bring Justice in right back. Uh, let's see. PC Justice, peace, peace. Oh, good brother, good brother, peace and love to you, sir. And Shalom Shabbat Shalom And I've been really enjoying The way you've been laying it down And breaking it down 
so that people can understand clearly about the lives of some of these people. And I was listening last night when you were talking to the guy who called in, and he was wanting to kind of bum rush the show with his rhetoric or his being his program of how he was indoctrinated with the way in, the way he believes that you know Jesus was the Almighty, this you know the Creator of all things. But meanwhile, you know it it didn't pan out that way. And Brother Sunway broke it broke it down clearly about even in his own words what he said, and that you know that you know don't call me even good. You know, like nobody you know like that perfect. So I really uh, have been enjoying how you've been laying it out, and I've been following my Illustrated Bible Dictionary along. So I've been learning as we've been going going on. And, you know, I've pulled up some of the names here, and it tells you different things. There was five different Johns, and they were similar in in a lot of ways. And um, I've read about Daniel and David and all of these kind, kind of people that seem to be the originals. And so, you know, I just want to follow along with you and just if um, I can read something and then when you can just stop me when something like catches your thought from John, you know, not the book of John, but the definitions of this one John here called John the Apostle. Then there's John the Baptist. And then there's a a name of a man named just purely John. Then there's John Mark and John the gospel according to. So, (laughs) Then there's a John, the letters of. So, I, you know, I can read. There's just short descriptions of these things, so it wouldn't be like a real long thing, you know? Yeah, do your thing, brother. Okay. John, the first one is John, you know, J-O-H-N. The name of five persons in the New Testament. One is John the Baptist. Another, John the Apostle. John the Apostle, a son of Zebedee. And brother of James, a fisherman, he has been called the beloved disciple. At the time of the crucifixion, Jesus committed his mother to John's care. It is tradition that he was banished to Patmos and that he was bishop at Euphrates for many years. He is considered the author of the four gospel, the letters of John and the book of Revelation. John the Baptist, the son of Elizabeth, who was related to Mary, the mother of Jesus, a prophet and descendant from priests. He has been called the forerunner of Jesus and was heeded by many for his own message of the need for repentance. He was arrested by Herod and beheaded in prison. John Mark, it says, see Mark, I guess in the Bible. John, the gospel according to the fourth gospel written by the disciple whom Jesus loved, tells us who Jesus was and what he was, what he is, what 
he can always mean to those who love him. This gospel contains more than the other gospels about the story of Lazarus and Nicodemus and Jesus' trial, crucifixion, and resurrection, and about the disciples Andrew, Philip, and Thomas. John, the letters of these three New Testament epistles traditionally assigned to the writer of the four Gospels of Revelation testify that God is love and that love is the test of religion. Second John is written to the elect lady and her children, probably a church. Third John is addressed to the beloved Gaius, and that's where it stops on John. And so then I was looking at what they said the name is David. Um, no, I was going to do Daniel. Daniel first. The name of three persons in the Old Testament, one of whom is the author of the fourth of the prophetic books. He was taken as a captive to Babylon, where he was trained in the king's palace, among other triumphs. He, inter- he interpreted the king's dreams and the handwritings on the wall, looked after his own friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and then was cast into a den of lions for refusing to acknowledge Darius the, the Medic as a god. He was saved by God, and subsequently Darius made him a governor of a providence. Daniel, the book of the Old Testament book of Daniel is divided into two parts. The first six chapters tells of Daniel's faith and the greatness of his God over the idols of Babylon. The last six chapters contain the four versions of Daniel and their interpretation. Okay. And so there's a lot of other things. The, the uh, definition for David goes on quite a bit. And I think y'all know about David. If you want, I can read a little bit. David, the second and greatest king over Israel, was the youngest son of Jesse and was born at Bethlehem, where his His early youth was spent as a shepherd While still a stripling uh, He slew the Philistines giant Goliath And was admitted to the court And service of King Saul Whose melancholy he soothed By his skillful playing of the harp Saul's daughter Miguel became his wife, and Saul's son, Jonathan, was united to him in a lifelong friendship. Fleeing from the deadly jealousy of Saul, he first escaped to the country of the Philistines, then gathering at the cave of Aldulam, a band of 400 after 600 men, he contrived to avoid Saul by moving hither and 
thither in the South Country. For 16 months, he lived at Ziklag as a vessel of the king of Gath. After the death of Saul and Jonathan at Gilboa, David reigned over Judea at Hebron for seven and a half years. And after the death of Saul's son, Ish, uh, Ish something, right? He became king over all Israel. He took the stronghold Jabus on the hill of Zion, the city of David, from the Jezebites, and built a palace there with a tent beside it in which the Ark of the Covenant was placed until a temple should be built for it by his successor. In addition to uh, his old guard of 600 givers or or heroes, now largely recruited from foreigners, especially Cherethites and Pelethites, mostly probably Cretans and Philistines, he had, according to Corinthian or Chronicles, 288,000 fighting men, of whom 24,000 were under arms each month in the year. Several years of successful war made David master of the whole territory for the Euphrates to the Egyptian frontier. In the later part of his reign of 32 years in Jerusalem, his favorite son, Absalom rebelled against him and was slain to his father's great sorrow and shortly before his death which has been variously dated 10 15 980 and 977 BC another son Adonijah attempted by means of a revolt to Frustrate his father's choice of Solomon as successor. David, while he was the hero of the people, refused to lift his hand against the Lord's anointed, even in his own defense, contenting himself with an appeal to the divine judgment. In contrast to Saul, he is the man after God's own heart. Heroic confidence in God sustained him in all the difficulties of his life and of his reign. He executed judgment and justice unto all his people and established the monarchy on a sound civil and religious basis. The greatest stain upon his character was his foul wrong done to Uriah, whose wife he wanted, followed by his indirect murder by sending him into battle and arranging to have him deserted, sins of which he bitterly repented. The last song of the sweet psalmist of Israel expresses the spirit of his life and of his rule. In the darkest days of the nation's history, men felt that 
the promise of God could only be fulfilled under another David. The memory of the sure mercies of David and the everlasting covenant God made with him quickened their Masonic hope and one who should be given for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. And that is the end of that. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of these people, do you know, um, as well, a lot of biblical scholars say that Matthew, cause, I mean, well, not Matthew, Shalakia, we read it like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but do you know that a lot of the, um, these books and how they was actually written, a lot of the biblical scholars say that that uh, uh, Mark actually the first gospel that was written according to those gospels. And guess what it was written at, y'all? It was supposed to have been written. It was written in Antioch. Not Antioch, my bad. Shalak, I said the wrong name. I'm thinking about the other way. It was written in um, uh, Alexandria, Egypt. Did I say Egypt? I said Egypt. It was written in Alexandria, Egypt. Yep. That's what let, me give you, let me give you the definition of what they say of Egypt. The name uh, applied, let's see here, the name applied since the time of Homer to the land of the Nile in the northeast of Africa. Egypt consists geographically of two halves, the north being the Delta and the South Upper Egypt between Cairo and first Contract. The Hebrews called it Miserum, the land of Ham or Rahab. The Egyptians belonged to the Mediterranean race and their original home is still a matter of dispute. The ancient Egyptian language of which the latest from a Coptic is distinctly connected with the Semitic family of speech. The civilization of Egypt goes back to a remote antiquity. The two kingdoms, the north and the south, were united by Minas, founder of the first historically dynasty of kings the first six dynasties lasting until 2200 bc constitutes what is known as the old kingdom which had its capital at memphis south of cairo the old testament mope or nope the native names was menaphor the good place. The pyramids were tombs of the monarchies of the old kingdom, those of Jizip being erected in the time of the fourth dynasty. After the fall of the old kingdom came a period of decline and obscurity, followed by the middle kingdom, the most powerful dynasty of which was the twelfth. The Fayyum was rescued for archaeological or agricultural by the kings of the 12th dynasty and two obelisks were erected in front of the temple of sun god and on 
or Helipolis near Cairo, one of which still standing, the capital of the Middle Kingdom was Thebes in Upper Egypt. The Middle Kingdom was overthrown by the Hexos of shepherd princes from Asia, who three dynasties ruled over northern Egypt for several centuries. They had their capital of Zoant or Tunis now in the northeast part of the Delta. In their time, Abraham, Jacob, and Joseph entered Egypt. The Hyksos were finally expelled about 1600 BC by the Hereditary princes of Thebes, who founded the 18th dynasty and carried the, the war into Asia, Canaan, uh, Syria, and Cyprus, where uh, subdued and the boundaries of the Egyptian kingdom were fixed at the Euphrates, the Sudan which had been conquered by the kings of the 12th dynasty, was again annexed to Egypt, and the eldest son of the pharaoh took the title of the Prince of Cush, one of the later kings of the dynasty. Amenhotep the Sixth, 1369 to 1353 B.C., taking the name Akhenaten, Spirit of the Sun, Endeavored to supplant the ancient state religion of Egypt by a pantheistic monotheism derived from Asia, the one supreme God being adored under the image of the solar disk. The attempted attempt led to religious and civil war. And the pharaoh retreated from Thebes to central Egypt, where he built a new capital on the site of the present Tel El Amarna, the cuneiform tablet. Tel El Amarna. Sound like they were doing some sun worship, wasn't it? That doesn't sound like that to me at all. No, I said uh, tell Elamarna. The oh, go ahead, uh, uh, Chief. Yes, sir. Uh, no, no, no. I was going to say he was saying tell Elamarna is tell Elamarna. I think that's Ot Not ain't it? Mm-hmm. It's Amin Hotel. And then it says Aken Aten. Yeah, it talks yeah, taking the name Akhenaten, the spirit of the sun. So that the was when I thought Akhenaten was the last one to go with the, you know, giving the sun the praise over the creator of the sun and the universe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard about that before. I, so he I, did I, what? Hold on, hold on. Say that again. He did. He take the name to do what? The creator of the universe? No. All right. I'm going to read back what it said, then I'll refresh my Not talking about you, did, you just said what he said. He, he What you just said okay. he did, though? Akhenaten was 
All right, so from what I know I you're talking about, I just want you to say it. Yeah, he was like um, when he see how they said when he came back, he, he kind of got back on the throne, but he had been off of it for a long time. Like people had ruled in Egypt for a while, and then by the time they got it back. You know, a lot of that stuff got watered down and, and the ideas of the one God. And then it was like, people was saying, well, maybe the sun should be what you praise. And because, you know, all these wars we had, maybe the one God, you know, they probably did. They probably lost some faith or somehow, you know, just in my own just thinking. But um, yes, we were saying because his name is Akhenaten and and Aten. Notice the last part is Aten, and it was dealing with the different phases of the sun because they had different names or different names of this sun god that they were uh, giving praise and reverence to. You had Amun-Re, Aten-Re, um, I said Aten-Re is he had Aten-Re. It's just like the, uh, that's why the the the, the uh, the basically the Muslims get they they five salats that deal and no, notice how they salats. Is evolved around the the the, the sun. How they have they have um um uh, uh damn what was it farad or fudge fudge prayer is before mm-hmm. the sunrise. What is before the sunrise? I, hell, sometimes I forget the phases, but it's, it's I think it was I, I'm an atumre, and so yet the, the the Muslim had to pray before the sun come up, before it rises above the zenith. So. And in the comedic thing, when you see the sun comes right over the zenith, when you start seeing it, the sunrise, they call it atom ray. You know, so they will diff- They were giving praise to the different phases of the sun in Kemet, and he was he changed the name and he was giving praise to and made it instead of different gods instead of them worship Amun Ray, Atum Ray, Amun. They he just worshipped the one god, which was At. Tun Aten Ray. That's how he got his name. See, we as, as, as Hebrews, you take on a name uh, as, as well of of Yah. Just like you got the name though, but this this they are um, basically what they call Canaanite when they say Daniel Daniel, and you hear that E L on the end of it. Daniel, uh, Michael, um, and what was the more of them day with the L on them day, uh, like Israel. You know, the the angel. You had a lot of them when you hear that L on the end of them. It's supposed to be the name. It's basically Canaanite, but they'll say it's the name of the Most High. Like, you know, like even as uh, my good brother Day gave me, Arya, and then you have Yasha Allah. You hear those Yah A, I mean YHA in it. We take on the name of the Most High, and it's no, and as, as you said, you ever seen the name anything with, with the Hebrews got any kind of deity that they worship? A, a, a stone, a rock, a, a statue. You don't see what the, what the Hebrews got any kind of stone statues or something they worship, or, or even uh, the phases of the sun, the moon. Have you ever seen that? These are the Hebrews. These are Who? those people. The people that we talk about. I'm in hotel. Who changed his name to Akhenaten? Those they are the were, same they were Egyptians. They are different they, people. Uh, they were, this is, wh- wh- where do you think all this is taking place at, brother? Right there in Egypt. There's not, they not Hebrews. They're, they're, brother Day, are they, are they Hebrews? Are they, are they Hebrews, Brother Day? Down at uh, Egypt. 
No. So Akanan yeah, was a Hebrew. No, he wasn't. He was not no Hebrew. But he stole that concept from the Hebrews, though. That doesn't make sense. But I didn't call to have a, a debate. I'm just I was just reading along with it says and um just based on him having a God name, Amen Hotel. Hotel is the father of medicine. Amen is the name they call God. Amen Hotel. He already had a God name. But they saying, brother, they took on a name as well of the phases of the sun. That's what we're saying. I, I can do that, and I know why he did that because he was influenced by the Asians who was was sun worshippers. What Asia? That's Which why Asia? He says it right here. He got that from Asia. He said that the the uh, endeavors to supplant the ancient state of religion of Egypt by a pantheistic monotheism derived from Asia. The one supreme God being adored under the image of the solar disk. So look, he's still saying one God under the sun. So I, I you know, maybe he wasn't deviating at all. He sound right on point to me. One God under the sun. Okay. So what? I wonder what what did they get there? So I thought Egypt came up with all these different concepts as the country community say everybody stole some out of Egypt. So wait a minute, you saying that he got the concept of monotheism from some Asiatic people. In, that ain't what the whole, country community always want to teach everybody though. Yeah, I know. But they probably don't do enough studying or researching. But what if you just know that in every everybody who prays, they go to church, whatever and then when you finish praying, at the end of your prayer, if you don't say amen, you say amen. And amen ra or amen is the name of God. So you thank God at the end of your prayer, you say amen or amen. Why would you say amen or amen after you prayed if it didn't relate to the name of God? You got that from Dr. Khaled Muhammad, bro. No matter where I got it from, and it didn't come from him, but... And from it's Dr. Still, York, too. It's still Dr. York. The God name ain't. The God name Hebrew name is, is not, and the Hebrew's name is not no Aben. That ain't got nothing to do with, uh, uh, that ain't got nothing to do with what the Hebrews used to call uh, the Moha. That ain't no Hebrew at all. You can't find that in Hebrew at all. Hell, not from the Yiddish. If you were if you were speaking their language, you would say the same thing they were saying. It wouldn't even be no discrepancies. You wouldn't be broken. You wouldn't be divided with religion about um, with your people. Religion just just divides us up. We need to come together. All this Christian, now you know you're tired. Well, see that's that's the lie. That's more and more. You know, they, everybody ain't gonna come together, bro. See. That, uh, see, that's where we got to stop all that because we all ain't. We everybody ain't together, one. Brother. Religion divides us. Religion ain't dividing nobody, man. People, to pe- people divide, they say religion don't divide. Religion, if, if, if you practice the, you practice a culture, if you practice so-called what people are calling religious, and you practice in the right way, it will bring you together. But people ain't practicing so-called religion. You practicing other bullshit. You're not together because of political views in poli- po- what do we call them religion actually deal with your own spiritual growth 
And if you growing spiritually, it ain't got nothing to do with no politics, all that, but politics sometimes be included. But we don't come together for political views. What about the people in the country community who don't deal with religion? They don't even deal with the religion. They ain't, they ain't no, they not, they not Egyptians. I mean, well, they ain't Hebrew, they ain't Christian, they ain't Muslim, which they call a religion. Why the hell they ain't can't get along? Why said it ain't getting along with Sarnetta? Why all these polite uh. make it? Why these people ain't getting along with each other? They don't even deal with religion. So religion ain't the goddamn problem. That's the damn excuse why we don't get along. So, uh, it ain't religion. When, when, I, when I see, when I'm watching uh, some of that stuff, I haven't watched it in a few years because, you know, I got turned off to all those those type of negative debates and whatnot. And I have some good stuff on there. But, you know, I, I'm not really looking for things that divide us. So, but... Overall, the reason why is because they're on there debating about religious views mainly, and then it gets people heated. They get to you know get to calling each other out each other's names, and and, and it doesn't bring any unity in that kind of way. So it's like Malcolm know, X said, and you know who the one, but, but who's the one? I hear you on okay. that, brother. But here, check this out though. Who's the one always trying to orchestrate all of these debates? The the non-religious people, them comedic brothers, them black power brothers. They always want to go out to try to find a damn Hebrew to debate. I was listening. I heard Sarnetta one day. He was saying he was somebody call him up. Man, find me a Hebrew to debate. Now all the Hebrews saying now, like uh, uh, Captain Zorak, they're like they said, man, damn Sarnetta. They ain't messing with that debate shit no more. It's time out for all that, man. People who's in there, they're trying to build our people up and get our people, back, like I said, some semblance, goddamn it, of, of some kind of morality, bro. We ain't got time for all that arguing over there. It's the people who's not in the religion or so-called deal with what y'all call religion always going out here trying to find somebody just because they studied the Bible. If you ain't studying the Bible, if you don't believe that the Bible is the word of the Most High or you don't believe it, why you got to go and mess with a man who do? That ain't your damn book. Go on back to your damn business. You got your own book. Oh, Go on to Dr. Ben over here. Right. Go on to the John Henry Clark. Go on to the all them brothers. Read their book. Why you bother with this man who on the corner who's saving lives, who's trying to save people from being prostitutes, alcoholics, robbers? Leave that man alone. If it's working, leave them the hell alone. You go over there and do your That's thing. Right. You can't go because they just like Dr. They like Dr. York said. They black damn devils. You always want to talk about the white That's devils. Right. But you got them goddamn black devils who, man, they, they out here trying to do the will of the most high y'all, but you got these black devils. They can't even teach the people because these, these fools want to do goddamn debates. So That's it's, right. it's time out for that, man. And people always and I used to say the same I ain't saying that I ain't used to say Like I said, those without seeing catch the first stone. I can't throw no goddamn stone. Because I used to say the same thing. I used to say the same thing when I was believing all of these, this bullshit stuff. Listen to these dumbass people, bro. Talking about, man, religion is what's dividing us. But then I really think now that I, I had got away from the so-called religion. Oh, wow. Why aren't we together? How come all the people I've been dealing with that's supposed to be in all this consciousness, I keep having problems with? And I, the people I ain't dealing with now, they're not in a religion. Why we can't, why we arguing, fussing, 
I'm, I'm like, well, goddamn. I was dealing better with people with a spiritual practice. So people with spiritual practice can understand. But what, just like, let's take America right now for an example. They fight. They America is in turmoil right now. People arguing them up like a mother sucker. They can't stand Donald Trump for what he's doing. They can't do. That ain't got a damn thing to do with religion. So right now, America's out here acting a damn fool, and they not coming together as American people, and religion ain't the problem. It's politics and other stuff. Religion ain't the problem. See, we always want to beat up on religion because you know what? When you get rid of so-called religion, you get rid of the most high dealing with the most high. And see, and I noticed as so-called black people, always the main ones always want to say, man, damn God. So that's why I found and I see from my standpoint that we are got to be the people of the scriptures and got to be the people of the book because we always want to be, we always, I'm going to go back to this part, uh, uh, Ezekiel. We them stiff-necked people for real. The hell with God. That's right. Let me give, let me bring out Isaiah again. Isaiah, uh, I mean, uh, Ezekiel, shall I, Ezekiel 2. And as I was talking about earlier, two and two, let me start at two and two. And the spirit entered me, and when he spoke unto them and set me upon my feet, and I heard him that spoke unto me. And he said unto me, Son of man, send thee to the children of Israel. I will send thee, Shalaka. I will send thee to the children of Israel, a rebellious nature that had rebelled against me, and they and their fathers have transgressed against me. Even unto this very day, and, and showing sure up right to this very day, 2018, it says, for they are imputed, they are imputed children and stiff-hearted. Damn it, that don't fit nobody but us. And I do send thee unto them, and they shall say unto, and you shall say unto them, thus says the Lord. And 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 when we as people come, said man. Thus says the Lord, thus says the, the most high, y'all said, we got to come back, man, into righteousness. Y'all said, the hell with that goddamn religion. It's dividing us. It's just what it said. The most high said, stop running, out, stop running around out here, sisters, selling your body, goddamn it, on the streets and all on the internet. You damn that. We said, thus says the Lord says this. Man, I don't want to hear that shit about no God. <laughs> damn God. This is what we say. So it fit us. Picture perfect. No other book talks about a people, a stiff-necked people, a hard-head people, a rebellious people other than that Bible. And we said a white man wrote it. So if the white man wrote it, he didn't lie on us at all. Because, God hey, damn it, that Bible fit us. I had um, just was privy to some new information about the Bible back in the 1700s. That was given to the people who were enslaved by the white people, and when they gave it to them, they had taken out ninety percent of the Old Testament. They left them with something like uh, one of the E's, the Exodus or something. I don't know what they left them with. Not much. Then they gave them the New Testament, but mostly the stuff dealing with obey your slave masters and all this, and be good servants and that. You yeah, know, New Testament. so. You see what I'm saying? That's Ephesians. 
Are yeah, we going in okay. overtime? Yeah, we got to go in overtime. We got to go in overtime. Yeah, this was this was discovered in England somewhere where they found this old Bible that they gave this their enslaved uh, Africans there, and uh, they had taken out all this here, you know, and giving them this watered down version of the Bible. And see, that's an interpretation. And see, that's what that's what the country community. See, that's another thing that the country community. I talked about that a while back. See, that's something else that the country community always lie and tell our people. See, they always see they just told you the slave part. See, if you understood the book, but I finna say this part. See that part right there. That was an old these. That was an old letter when Paul was writing to the church in Ephesia, and he was talking to the the people in Ephesia. About these things that probably were and trying to get them into the fold of they was talking about Jesus or Yahweh at that time. And he was telling them that in order to obey Christ as they obey their master, that because there were people in slavery at that time. It wouldn't have to do with us going through the transatlantic slave trade. This is the no, book I know that part. That I know was writing. I, so the country community that. need to start telling the goddamn truth. But that ain't, me, I family. think. It wasn't used against you to say you got it. Was that wasn't the whole purpose? If, see, this is my part. If they gonna tell the truth, tell the whole goddamn truth. No, no, no. There was the real Bible, but what they gave the enslaved people, they didn't give them that. They gave them what they wanted them to see. See, that's what I'm saying. They had the Bible all straight, but they gave the black people this Bible that they only want them to see this. Like ten percent of the Old Testament altogether versus what's in the whole thing, they gave them only ten percent of it. Then they gave them uh, only, I think, thirty percent of the rest of the Bible. So it's something that happened in England recently in the last few days. They found this Bible and they're circulating this information around about this Bible that was given to enslaved black people, you know, during those times in the seventeen hundreds. I wonder, though, here's something, Justin. Think about this, because I'm telling you, see, we've been lied to so much about these old, and that's why I'm I'm really upset with this country community bullshit and these old punk-ass scholars, because they've been lied, we've been lied to about slavery and so much about slavery. Oh, man, it's ridiculous by our own people. They talk about, now, remember, everybody couldn't read, and it was, a, it was against the law for blacks to so-called read in slavery. How is it that a lot of these people who was in, we was in slavery, we, all of us couldn't read. Is that a selected few? Now, remember now, okay, let's go with it. They selected certain people to be uh, preachers of the Bible. And, they, and, and, okay, they taught them the slave parts of the Bible. We arrived with that right fast. But how did these other people who didn't have no Bible, when they were so-called preaching them to the Christianity, but they mixed in the African uh, cultural ways, and they was hiding it under Christianity. They still would had they see the slave master didn't know what they were doing. They thought when they were praying and they were saying some of these other things that they were saying, uh, Wade and I mean, that was that, uh, uh, damn, what was that down at the river Jordan and all of these things, way down Moses and stuff that they were singing. How did these people keep a lot of the, they knew how to masquerade the African tradition of spiritual practice with under Christianity, so when the master slave master came, he thought they was just praising the Lord Jesus Christ, but they was actually doing a lot of stuff. Still had the African traditional values, and he didn't know it. If they didn't know, see, a lot of this stuff was still embedded in our people. No matter how much they were pushing on Christianity on them and all of this, these people still knew it. The Hebrews had a lot of this stuff in their heart. They didn't really have a lot of it in their 
the Bible. Because even the Torah does say, man, these commandments and statutes going to be written on your heart. So you can throw the, you, I ain't going to say throw the Bible away, but you can put the Bible away and you will still have this stuff in your heart. That's you right. Understand it. So the whole thing about these people trying to tell you the Bible was pushed on us doing slavery, Christian, see, they make you think that Christianity just started doing the transatlantic slave trade. That's the most idiotic stuff. Stupidest shit they say They forced Christianity on you When Christianity existed Before the slave trade It existed before the slave trade So these folks Got to That's why I said brother Please start reading for yourself What they say reading They said reading is fundamental Reading is fun to the mental Reading is a good thing to do Don't waste your mind Don't waste your time Listen to these these knucklehead ass people lying to you because I'm telling you, man. When 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 so called white folks lie to you, that's one thing you can damn as we say, we can damn near expect it. But when your own lie to you, it hurts a lot because you don't expect your own kind of lie to you. So our own people have been lying to you about this shit because they have for monetary gains and a lot more to fit into society. See, I ain't like them, massa. I'm a different kind of nigga. I ain't, I ain't with that tribe, so we can misuse them. You got to understand, understand of this shit, man. A lot of stuff, when you start really researching, you'll find out a lot of these people, man, a lot of these teachers that we had, these scholars teaching in these, these universities and shit, they was teaching a lot of this bullshit because this is the curriculum they was told to give. They was pushing a lot of this, this shit because this is what they was told to give for a paycheck. They didn't believe a lot of that shit they own self. Like I asked this question, and like I said, no disrespect for the dead and our elder, Dr. Ben, but I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it again. If Dr. Dr. Ben truly believed in all of Egyptology like he said, why didn't he change his Hebrew name? Because all of us who join any kind of group, like I just did, brother, the chief rabbi, and praise the Lord, praise to Yahweh for the most, uh, uh, for our good brother, chief rabbi, anointed me with my name. I didn't pick that, y'all. The chief rabbi is supposed to do. Like I was reading early, when you see a person, you observe them, you give them a holy name. We, I didn't pick that. That's how it's done in the Hebrew culture. You don't pick your name. People observe you, and they give you and by your action and your character, because you might name yourself dog. And you ain't no damn dog or the food. So, you know, because you see a name that sounds good and you don't know the, the meaning behind it. So he ordained me with that name. But anyway, that you know, we have a lot of these people, man, he would have changed his name. I have been every, like they say, like even with Dr. York, man, damn, he got all kind of names. Every school that he went through and every place, that every, every school that a person go through, whether it's Islam, they take on an Arabic name. If you go to, if you come in the Kemet, you know, look on Facebook, social media. Look how many people somebody, you could tell the people who, who claim the comedic science, but hell, don't really practice it. They got all these, Haru, Juju, what so-and-so. They got all these goddamn comedic names. All of them. Because that's what they think their philosophy is in their school of thought. Sinetta, hell, good example. Sinetta, but he, shit, what do he, he ain't practice Kemet no kind of goddamn way. But I'm just saying, they take, you take on a name or the school of thought that you in. If Dr. Ben was so Kemet, and like I'm saying it one more time, no disrespect to the elder, 
But why didn't he change his name? He died with All right, that. I'm going to tell you why. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell right. me, please. <laughs> All right. So Ben is a. His name ain't uh, Ben, okay, though. You so know that. No, don't. I'm going to stop you right there, first ben. of all. You know his name ain't uh-huh. Ben. Okay, we'll go. Let's we'll make sure we get there's, it right there's, now. There's, there's, two, there's two advantages I have here. One of them is Ben Ayah. Yah ben Ayah. has built. The Hebrew name is Yah has built. That's what it means. Ben Ayah. It's Ben Ayah. I'll, I'll spell it. B-E-N-A-I-A-H. Is That's Hebrew. not his name, bro. No, that no, no. no. This, it, it could be Ben. It could, but then it's Benjamin. But it is. This ain't straight Ben. Ben is a short name. That's a short you name. The name, name comes from Egypt. That name goes back to this translation to the Egypt name. The youngest son of Jacob. This is Benjamin. The youngest son of Jacob, Rachel, his mother, died at his birth. Joseph, his brother, demanded that. He be brought to Egypt before he would help his brothers. The tribe of Benjamin was the smallest of the tribes. Benjamin, okay, I mean, come on, why, why wouldn't he? His that name, according to this, goes all the way back to Egypt, and he's an Egyptologist. His, his name at. is not Ben. His name is not Benjamin. His name is not Ben. That's what How the people. You know? How do you know that? How do you know his name wasn't Benjamin something? His name, his name is. Brother, you don't know Doctor Ben's name. You study Egyptology. You don't know I bet you on his. I bet you on his his death. Um, on on his uh, what you got that pamphlet they give you when you go to the to the uh, funeral. I bet you on there his name was Benjamin something something whatever his name is. See this is why this is why this is why you need to start studying languages right. and this is why you need to start studying. Let me give you something. If you, Ben is like if I said uh, let me try to give you that Ben is son of. If you go to Arabic when you study in Arabic they got Ben and they got Bar, both of those names. Would be bar. Like they got in, in, in Solomon. They got in uh, the Book of Psalms. Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, Shalaki. Like Book of Acts. They said Simon Bar Jesus. Let me find that right fast. I'm gonna just give you this right fast. See, there, there's when you different because uh, when you dealing with the languages, you got Ben and you got Bar. Since he was Hebrew, or is so he would have Ben, Ben, son of. Yachanan. His last name was Yachanan. You know what Yachanan means? It says the youngest son of Jacob. Yachanan, that's Jacob, the same thing. Son of, well, let's see, his name was Ben. That was saying he's the son of. That wasn't his name. That was like letting you know. Just like when we say it's son of man. How these Christians run around here talking about the son of man. Son of man was just meaning you was a human being, distinct, making a distinction that you was a human being. So when you saying it's your, I, I know one part, I don't, I forget what the A's is at, two A's. I know it was Joseph, uh, Antonio, and it was another one, another A, Ben Yakinen. But I need to look it up right fast so I can get his whole name. But it's still, again, his whole name. No, I'm a one, he probably changed it because it was a family name, because he was the son of um, uh, 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 of Yachanan. So that was a family name as well. And then because he knew one thing he knew, 
why he didn't change it because it had a meaning. And that's why a lot of us, we change certain names, biblical names. And see, mine kind of fit right in with my middle name. Because like I said, I told my name was Lionel. Lionel. And like I told you earlier, you look at Daniel, and he got Daniel. Mean that, you know, Daniel with that E-L on the end. So Lionel, you look at it as a two-part word. Lion and L. Lion of God. Two-part word. You got to look it up. She names me. See, my mama probably didn't even know what she was doing when she named me that. <laughs> but she did. But you go in here uh, and look at uh, Acts 13 and 6. It says, uh, and when they had gone through the Isles of uh, Pilon, Pios, they found a certain, certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar Jesus. And then I drop down to the little footnote at the bottom. Says Bar Jesus mean son of Jesus mean suggest a relationship to our Lord Jesus or Joseph. Uh yeah, not Joseph. My bad, my bad. Uh what was the other one we got now? I can't even think of his name. Um I'm saying the wrong name. Joshua. There you go. See, there's a thing too, I forgot. And do y'all deal with that language? Y'all know there's a thing. Joshua. There's a mistranslation with that, what they saying Joshua, as y'all say, because he it deal with language. Some people, y'all don't know if y'all talking about Jesus or Joshua. And that's a whole thing dealing with the language that these J's and shit, they get y'all mixed up too, because they both had the same thing as salvation, Jesus and that Joshua, but it wouldn't be Joshua. It would ever may say Yahoshua. Some people say Yahoshua. Now, we've been saying the Yahweh, but some people say Yahoshua, and both of those, Jesus and the Joshua. You don't know which one they actually talking about when you start studying these languages and getting into this. But that bar Jesus, does it even have here in his footnote mean son of Jesus? S O N, not S U N. S O N, son of Jesus. So I mean, they're saying he didn't change his name. So that's why I'm saying sometimes, man, you know, hey, you go in these schools that thought a lot of everybody else do. Why didn't he change his? He knew. And then you even go on the uh, uh, on that school. I get emails from them about all the rabbi the school that he was a part of. He still was a, a actually member of that school or that school of thought. So, you know, not knocking the brother. You know, this ain't nothing to knock him. But, you know, we got to look at this thing. Just look at it. You know, hey, you guys, um, and just look into it. They know, man. You, you don't change the name on the most high. But, you know. It is what it is, man. Everybody want to run out here, you know. And, and that's what I said the other day. Y'all can be Kimmit all y'all want to. You can be Kimmit, like I said last night on last night's show. But you're going to be sincere in what you do instead of beating up on everybody else because the Hebrews got camps. They got schools they're doing, building schools and this and that. If y'all want to be sincere instead of calling about y'all the first got this, the first got that, Build you some goddamn schools then to start teaching your people. Build uh some get some buildings so y'all can have and and teach your comedic curriculum. Get some you know what I get together and build on that so y'all can have because if if the Hebrew doctrine is wrong for our people, is they try to say in the conscious community, if it's wrong for everybody, build you goddamn it something, a, a school of thought. Tell Umar to go on, Umar Johnson to go on, spend that damn money he don't rob y'all for, and build that goddamn comedic school for y'all. So y'all can start having some curriculums and teaching this and putting it in society. 
but they ain't doing that because they're too busy trying to fight everybody and stop people from serving the most high. Not no rock God, not no moon God, not no damn, not the sun, but the spiritual essence that belongs, that, that, that resides in all of us. It's not in a physical form. Let me say something. I want to just uh, give the definition of this name, Joshua, and then I want to touch on what you just said. The name of 11 persons in the Old Testament, one of whom is Joshua, son of Nun, of the tribe of Ephraim. He led the people into the promised land. He died at the age of 110. Joshua, the book of this Old Testament book tells the story of Moses' successor as a leader of the Israelites, Joshua, son of Nun, and narrates the conquest of Canaan and the division of the country among the 12 tribes of Israel. And then I want to touch on what I'm looking at here is when, you know, you seem to think that, you know, it's somehow, like for me, brother, you know, I've never beat up on anybody's religion as long as I've talked to you. Only only people we beat up on, you and I together, and Chief Rabbi, was the Moors. That's really the only ones we ever beat up on. But besides that, we let people be whoever they want to be. You know, we, we, we family, no matter what philosophy you come from. Now, what I'm looking at is that it seems like the people who, like, you might point me as, oh, you support the Kemites and the Kemetic people and then you you support the Hebrew Israelite people. But what I'm looking at is we are we we're really just telling this same thing. You coming at it from your point of view, I'm coming at it from this Kemetic way of looking at things. But it's really we the same and it's all from the same time and but you know, like there was north there was north let me see what I'm trying to say. Upper Kemet and Lower Kemet, and so it's like it's like this type of thing too. Like you might your bloodline might be the Upper Kemet, mine might be the Lower Kemet. So I'm thinking on the Lower Kemet level where we're, I'm like, yeah, we Kemet. You thinking on the higher Kemet level where like um, we 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 the uh, we the Israelites, we the Hebrews. So it, we still the same people. We just don't. We, you know, we so far removed from it, but we still got that same you know spiritual understanding. Like you know, we we connected to this daggone thing one way or another, and we going. You know, he want to approach it from this way, I approach it from this way. But I see it though. It's still in togetherness. It's still once we understand that we still we the same one. Whatever you saying and whatever I'm saying, we talking about the same people at the same damn time. But here, here's here's the kicker. We could be the same people, yes, but we don't worship the same. It's just like what you were saying about some people worship the sun. They were like, hey, bro, that ain't it, bro. We don't worship no sun, man. That You don't worship no damn something that was created itself. You don't worship the tree, something that was created itself. That's not, that's not, that's not it. We don't worship no rock, bro. Come on, bro. You worship a goddamn rock. That rock they ain't do, do that nothing. in Islam. They do that in so, Islam. So that's what they that's what a lot of this is about. And, worshiping. And, stuff. And, and understand. So that's what a lot of these things is talking about. Despite we could be the same type of people, whether we melanated, but we got different cultural um differences. We might be 
dark skin or people said black or whatever, but we have differences dealing with culture because of some places we moved in the geographical it's areas. All mental. It's all mental. It's all it's, mental. It's, it's deeper than mental. Other than if that, we, we're much more closer than this. If you worship in the rock and a rock can't do nothing for you, that's a difference. You know, you nah, worship and giving praises to rocks and 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 straws in the cafeteria it, and shit. That that's a some totally like, hey, bro, the rock ain't people, gonna do shit for you, bro. Our people been hitting the head with a rock. That's why we have amnesia. That's why we're trying to come out of that haze and we but coming like back in different directions. Have, but you have people who have came out and probably never been in it, trying to wake you up and tell you. But we so busy resisting what's being told. Some people want to stay asleep. Some people want to stay woke because I've had a brother even told me, I don't want a brother. It's certain, I don't want to see certain things, bro. I don't want to know certain things because I will have to start looking at things different. So that you know what? Me as want to stay in the dark. And that's what a lot of our people want because when you start oh, seeing God. things of what it really is, some yep. people don't want to change. Because when you start right. seeing the truth, brother, that means that's that's what you're responsible for change. So a lot of people out we fight we fight this stuff because we don't want to change. We happy, man, with the way we are. Because you don't want to pull you know your what? pants up. You want to wear sag ass drawers. You 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 yeah. cool with that. But, but my my young boy, one of my young brothers, he sent me this link to Kodak Black being on the Breakfast Club and he was talking oh, and he was saying how he loved he loved it. He, he used to love being in his ignorance, and he he was talking crazy. He had on masks. Everybody on the set yeah. had on like these face masks. It looked really stupid. I just saw that silly shit. You saw it too. It was real stupid. I didn't want to watch the whole. I watched about half of. I couldn't take the whole thing. I was like, I'm about, yeah. I'm about done with this guy. But he was saying how he liked being in his ignorance. He didn't want to be woke. You know. See. So I was like, well, that's crazy. But that's how it is. That's what they. He's hey. 21 years old. But that's the 85% that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad talked about. Mm-hmm. See, these teachers ain't gone in the garbage. Hell, but I, I would say today, that's just me saying now, that the percentage is gone up from 85% shit probably to 90-some percent. That mm. percentage is gone up. Because you got a lot wow. of the damn called woke people have went right, to sleep. Bro. So, yeah, that percentage, and what you said, 5% to 5% to poor righteous teachers don't probably drop down to about 2%. About two or three. <laughs> it's a it's shame, old, man, because if I wear some red, black, and green, anything, people look at me like I'm strange. I've just came from another planet, like black people. I'm like, why don't give me this look like this, you know? That and, red, black, um, and I'm not, green. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I don't go all over the place every day with it, but if you have it on, it, it's kind of, they like, what does that mean? What is this flag? What does that uh, stand for? They always want to ask you what the flag represents. And I'm like, and you're black, you should know. I represented that red, black, and green proudly, but that red, black, and green is obsolete now. It's gone. It's it's just something that you can just hang in your house, or you can wear it all you want That's to. Right. But you never was a Garvey, I, you could talk like that, but Marcus Garvey made that flag for us. So I, I, never I, don't give, that I know who away. made it, brother. I'm telling you, I know who made it. I've been a part of all these movements, but I know what it was. I've been a part of this. I was deputy commander in a lot of these, these movies that you talk about, bro. I, I, I look, believe me, I'm active in a lot of this. The shit is gone. It's over with. It's done. That movement, that that era is out the door. It's gone. 
The people I'm now still walking with my flag, and I'm getting my respect. No disrespect. However, I got my flag in the house. I got my flag right behind me right now as I speak. But I understand that movement and the whole logist of why it was created is gone. It's dead. That era is over. You don't have to tie yourself up with those idiots. You can have your own movement without any of them being in your movement. I don't want no gays I be with you and give you strength. If you feel like you can make that shit uh, resurrect like Jesus, may the most high be with you. And I pray to God, I pray to the most high Thank you, that bro. you don't Thank stay you. in that shit that are dead. That's why I said 25 years, brother, you heard I made my announcement 25 <laughs> years. I dedicated myself to a goddamn lie. Cause I looked at how the, right. all the history of how this stuff was. And I want to be a part of some, mm-hmm. a legacy. I want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I looking at what the nation had <laughs> did back in the day, the Panthers mm-hmm. and all of this. But now, oh, brother, I, the most how woke me up and realize and say, hey, that's gone. It's over with. You got to move mm-hmm. on to something different, bro. Look, oh, at what, look at what your people are doing. Ain't nobody out here. The black power movement down have become integrationalist. You know that, don't you? All your, no, your so black, new black counter movement, they ain't black counter no more. You know what they call now? They call the pe- the people's party. They for every fucking body now. White folks got on RBG, red, black, and green. Go ahead, brother. High priest. High priest. And also, like you were saying, Latinos is in the damn uh, Panthers and in the nation of Islam now. So, yes, sir. They got Latino ministers in the nation of Islam. They got gay people running the goddamn Huru Academy, Black Power. They got a gay goddamn representative of a gay, a Black Power movement. That don't so, have to represent you. If you're walking with your flag, you don't have to be tied to nobody else. you just doing what you do. I'm going out there to, you ain't to represent like your ancestors. They have a flag for my ancestors. Marcus Garvey was creating something no, no, no. for all the people. That, that we got, we got a whole group called Attack. Attack, brother, here in Philly. I'm say it like this we here, brother. If avenging the, the Ancestors Coalition. The day, if it gets you through the next day, brother, may the Most High be with you. If that's what you need to get you through the next day, like people need drugs, they need alcohol, and they thinking that's going to help them because they, they won't have to deal with the reality. So they go out here and smoke some crack. They drink some alcohol, get stone drunk, so they want to deal with reality. Right. But once that motherfucking high come off your head, that RBG reality come off your head, and you figure out, ain't nobody doing shit with this RBG thing, this black power. <laughs> like That's not the point. You gonna the point of the, the matter is that you cannot have a nation if you don't have a flag. The flag represents the nation of black people all over the planet, but mainly here in America. That's our sure. flag. Like That's I said, the most flag. I be with you, bro. That's all I can tell you, man. I well, I mean, you you, you probably keep living you know, that. You, keep living yeah. that. That's why you I know, stepped down I, from I, I all these other things I, I did, brother. That's why I stepped down from all that other stuff that I was with and left all that stuff alone mm-hmm. and trying to come in here and we establish what we got now. The Liberation Tabernacle Ministry trying to tell our people, come on, man. We ain't trying to tell y'all and know that we see it. We ain't trying to come on here. Have y'all been hearing us trying to recruit people to be Hebrews? Not a hell we ain't. We just say, look, 
get I'm back not beating up on nobody. I like what you're doing, brother Sunray. I'm just saying, I mean, we just trying to teach y'all to clean yourself up, <laughs> get yourself back together as a black people, man. We don't give a damn what That's you are. Right. Get yourself together. I never, I, I never had to jump from religion to religion to get myself together. I've been together. I stay together. I ain't got to run it. You know, I don't have to join all these different organizations and groups to be, uh, be all right. Justin. Well, we ain't, ain't oh, nobody asking you. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Justin. Hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Me and Brother Silway, even though I'm young, I'm going to tell you, I'm. I'm here, I'm in my early 30s, but I've been through, since the age of 13, I've been in Islam, I've been in the conscious shit, none of that shit works, bro, none of it, and I done been members of them organizations, just like brother, just like brother High Priest, Aria, uh, formerly known brother, certainly said, I we both been through that shit. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make you know who do, but I'm just trying to let you know. Like, brother, I appreciate it. We've been, once you wake the fuck up, you're going you gonna to need some more. Like, Ted will say you're going to need you some more high to step down off of that goddamn but, high. But hey, you know what? Yes, I, you I, like, I like what you're doing. Hey, brother, um, high priest, I I like that video you recommended. I checked it out. That joint is fire. I'll be checking it out again. And, um, you know, I like the information that you're putting out about, you know, the Bible and, and our people and our connection to the to the motherland and the home front, the, the, the uh you know what we she calls the promised land, the holy land. I mean that's all our stuff. So this, and yeah, this helps and me to see what we're doing and see what we're doing. We ain't even here. Here's the trip part about it. We ain't even teaching like no other the other the camps doing. We even go see they they will disagree with us what we're doing. How we break it down ain't no damn. Yah- see a lot of them even be talking about Yahweh our Lord and Savior who died for our sin. Right. They even that's crazy. I'm teaching this. Yo, we ain't even doing it. We going in here doing that. Point, man. Totally opposite of everybody. See, we not trying Drop. to keep. The, we trying to wake. We waking up. The Christian yes. trying to break the Christian so y'all the Christian family can see. Even the Hebrew. Don't think we just talking about the Christians because you got some goddamn Hebrew just they, they more Christian than the damn Christians. We trying to let the country see how to understand this Bible too. So what we're you doing? the eyes up out here, brother. They let everybody see about this book and about what's being told and how we've been lied all over. Because that caller last night, well, I know after he finished hearing what you were saying, man, I know he couldn't stick with that lie he was being fed all his life. He had to wake up to the truth because you broke it down to him real clearly. That's what I tell you, man. Get the, break it down again, all, man, about that Jesus thing, points, man. Break, break it down again, man. But now, go, y'all just get this thing here, man. So. Soltor, soteriology, what I was talking about, man, and look up that. You go on YouTube, they'll break it down, and y'all will understand. That's why they give y'all this shit about a savior doctrine, this savior doctrine. Oh, as well, look at, if y'all hear how these Egyptologists, they even the Egyptologists, damn, I was into the cities earlier, but all these Egyptologists, they even tell y'all about Haru was a savior to the world. 
So my comedic brothers, they tell you he was a savior to the world. He was he he was the first savior. They stole the story of That's Jesus from true. him. But who That's the true. fuck was he right. saving? Who did he try to save? Yeah. That's right. If that's true, then who was he saving? I ain't heard nobody that he saved. Right. Say, Jesus, well, see, the story about, yeah. if that story was stolen, see, that if the Christian story was stolen from Haru, they said Jesus died for the sins of the world to cleanse the people for their sins. So when they tell you that story about Haru, you don't hear nobody whose sins he was trying to save. You don't hear nobody who he was trying to save that nation from. What, what was he? A savior. If he was a savior, what was he trying to save the people from? See, he was the first hero to what you would say, the first civilized world. Because he was trying to he, reign, was trying to get back in Rome from his evil father, from his evil uncle. Right. He wasn't a right. savior to no goddamn world. Nah, right, so he, right, He right. wasn't no savior. That nigga was trying to get his inheritance, which was the throne <laughs> from his father. Point blank, see, I'm, I'm sorry I said it that way, but that's just point blank. See how they're being remote, uh, romanticized. They tell you all about these goddamn saviors, right. and they just translating look, this, and Jesus look, was the same way. Let me give y'all something right with- This is what I was trying to, I, I meant to say earlier. Well, y'all look at there. Who created all the Superman stories, the uh, Spider-Man, just all the Marvel comics, Thor stories that we see all on television, all these superhero stories? Is it the European or so-called, a.k.a. Caucasians who created this stuff? And y'all look at it. They look at all of our traditions. And I was saying how they took the story, even about Os- uh, Haru, I mean not Haru, Osa, which they call Osiris. And they made this man out of a god. They made him out of... They take all these stories because they love superheroes. So they take all of these stories, Jesus, and even created him and made him a goddamn superhero. That's what they do. They make superheroes. So all of y'all Marvel comics been given to you from a Roman Greco stories. They the creators of super fucking heroes. All they gods were like a superhero. So even when y'all looking at so-called Jesus, probably just an ordinary man. And I'm going to give y'all something. Why did they take out all of these books out of the Bible? They tell you about the Nicene Council and how they had, there was different books in the Bible and find it. And they it's written. You can find it. It's open knowledge. Where they say yep. certain books weren't put in the, in the canon of what the Bibles we got today because it didn't make Jesus look. Uh, uh, like a deity. It wasn't. He didn't make him look divine. So they left those things out. See, they didn't want him to look like an ordinary man. They wanted him to look like Hercules, Zeus, Thor, Spider Man, climbing walls and stuff. That's so right. It's an ordinary black man who was teaching a philosophy, a theology, just try to give y'all something to look at. But they super hyped him up. And now he he's a super superhero going to save y'all from y'all seeing. Y'all weren't even born right then. How in the hell he going to save you from There was this dude named there? Jesus Serapis, and he was he was going to the Nicene Council to let to, to tell them that this is wrong what they're trying to do. And he was trying to he was a black man from from over there. And he was telling them yeah, like, Arius. "No, you can't change it." Huh? He them Arius. So he, I heard his name was Jesus Serapis. I ain't seen. That. I, I heard some people be saying that about some rappers. See, some people said that's where the story came from, some rappers. Well, well, I don't know, but there was this certain one named certain Jesus, a rappers type dude, and he was going to tell him not to mess the Bible or don't be, um, don't, don't do this translation thing because it's not right, and you're gonna be deceiving people and 
you know, he was real pissed off about it. He went all the way to the Nicene Council to, talk, to try to holler at them dudes. This is something it, I heard a long time ago. We should, I'm and they can't be accurate because it wasn't no J even included, so it couldn't have been a dude named Jesus or rappers who wouldn't well, have told him. They weren't even invented yet. I mean, if we, if you want to say his name would have been Yahshua, then that would be the name they would say that that was. I'm just saying that dude that you're talking about. So even when people telling you that story, the Nicene Council was like what, 325. Then, then the name Jesus wouldn't be the thing either. Then so well, neither one of them would. Oh, that's, so that's bam. what I'm saying. If, if we're gonna say both, we would have to say both. If they saying Jesus, like there was names that people would use the J sound if there wasn't a J there still was a sound people made that made the sound like J like a J sound so whether they wrote it down or not you might still say Jehovah, Jehesa, Jehovah, Jesus you can't say a J sound and you ain't got a J if you don't have a J I don't think you got to write nothing down to have a sound you should have a sound before you write it down you, you, you know, pronounce it. Go, go get original 1611 Bible and look up but, the word where they got Jesus at it and see what it but, says in the Greek. Because it come out that it come out to be that the J is silent and they would say the J turns into uh, uh, like a H sound. It sounds like you saying hey, uh, not Jesus, but you saying like just says is Jesus or Jose. You're not saying Jose. You say Jose. When, even when you see the name J O S E, you do not supposed to say Jose. You supposed to say, "Oh, that's Jose." And then if you see that name and say J E S U S, you are not supposed to say Jesus. You supposed to say Jesus. But being as though we've been duped, so that's why we say Jesus instead of Jesus, because it it wasn't Jesus either. This is all derived from. Latin, which was the first the people who started going doing all this stuff. Going back, back with the Greek. All the way back the to Spain. Later. And that's it. Going back that's with it. them. See, that's why, brother, like uh, we deal with, if y'all talking about the Hebrew, you got to go back to the original Hebrew, what they call Paleo Hebrew, the, the ancient Hebrew, Paleo Hebrew. And you ain't going to get none of them damn J's and none of that from there. Go back and look that up. See now you got. So you're right. Maybe they would just say Jose. They wouldn't say Jose. You're right. And you thinking about it, Jose. You know. Yeah. What did they say? Say it again. No U's or O's. They got a lot of um, Yiddish-speaking white folks that say that has O's and U's and the damn. And uh, they're Hebrew, like you got instead of Yod, it's a Yod. And then mm. instead of like Yod and 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 Yod, and, and like you hear a lot of Hebrews, uh, white Jewish folks say Yoshua and uh, Yoshua right. and Yeshua. Yeah. And you got the O's and you ain't no O's and you. So why do you, why do y'all, why do you go with that then if you don't think it's right? Who go That's with what you mean? We go with ancient Hebrew. They ain't no O's and U's in ancient Hebrew. But right? don't you don't you be reciting Yiddish sometimes, David Israel? Uh <laughs> Well, sometimes, but that's that's just like but you know, when you've been, you know, robbed of not stuff, sometimes you go back to that shit. So okay. yeah, sometimes. 
Yeah. Who I am is that Shalom or Shalom. But it is, it is just like a Muslim. You got black Muslims that goddamn say, uh, instead of, uh, instead of using Arabic prayers, they say, in the name of Allah, who came, in the name of Allah, beneficent Muslims. No, black Muslims, they don't say this in the Rahim. Some of them do. Majority of them in the name of Allah, beneficent Muslims. So it's just like that. Like, you got certain people will say, then they have some kind of revert to their own ways. So that's why. So, yeah. And that's why, like I said, some terminology, that's why we're trying to say now what we use when we were saying Jesus. When I had to even title the show the other day and I had said Jesus, which I didn't want to use Jesus, but in order for the people to know what the hell we're talking about, they had to put in the title. Now, if I had to put your Shah or something, when nobody would have known what we're talking about, but Hebrews that speak Paleo Hebrew or Lashawan, they would have been the only one. So people wouldn't know what the hell we were talking about. So sometimes even we got to use these type of things, but we now that's what I'm saying earlier in the show, we use them interchangeably. Like you might hear me say, Yahawashah, a.k.a. Jesus, so you can know who I'm talking about. Let me ask you, know. you a question, Brother uh, High Priest. Now, if you spoke French, do you think you could translate Hebrew? the Hebrew over into that and then be able to teach the people. And if you spoke Spanish, do you think you could do a translation and speak to the people? I wouldn't say I would, but I, there's somebody who probably could. And see, I don't know that all the uh, Paleo Hebrew alphabets and the sounds and to say I can do it, but I know somebody who, I mean, that's probably that's, that's brothers and sisters who out there who's more experienced in the language that could. Just like I said, for instance, what we talk about in that, uh, what they call the Lord's Prayer, and oh, damn, I kept leaving this out. That has to be changed. You can't call it the Lord's Prayer because you would have to say, because that's something that Yahawashah came up with that told his disciples to pray. So even with that, that's wrong. So when they say it's the Lord's Prayer, you can't say Lord because if you use the Lord, that says Yahweh. So we know that you see that word Yahweh, when they give you Lord, when you say Lord, you basically saying Yahweh. But see, that's a trick too in the language of the English language, because they dealing with the Bible, they have Lord in all caps, Lord style with the L in caps, and it's all small letters. So you get, and then you have Lord in all lowercase. So they play with you with that because you don't know the language. And there is a difference though when you see that, but you got to know the language between the different Lords. But they play with you with that, and you don't know. Cause you Why know, is cause it different the, lords? Why is it different lords? Because one part could be talking about the Most High, as they said, the Lord. And another one, like uh, uh, what even uh, Sarah called Abraham her Lord. And then Lord could be just mean the master or somebody who's, you know, in leadership. Just like you got a landlord. You rent a, you rent a house. You got a landlord. He's the owner of the land, the master of the land. So even in England, hell, they got lords over there now. But they know damn well they ain't the Lord thy God, as they say. But they have that name. And you got to look up to find what they the Even in the part that was, uh, I think that was David, he said, my Lord said to my Lord. And I read that. I said, wait a minute, God. I said, wait a minute. Damn, I'm confused with that. Until mm. you know the language. So that's why I'm saying, that's what this thing was saying here earlier about the accurate meanings are lost. Because when they translating this stuff over, 
is certain things that was in the Hebrew, ancient Hebrew and terminologies that wasn't in probably um because it went through several languages, man. You like you going from Hebrew, Paleo Hebrew to to probably Greek, uh Aramic, and now you're coming into English. Certain words, man, that they have don't it don't exist. It didn't exist in English like that. Or even you can define it in the definition. So it'll mean something totally different. So that's why, like I said, it, that's why sometimes the Bible is so confusing because we're trying to understand a Hebrew, some Hebrew text, but somebody who was speaking Hebrew at that time. And now we're reading it in modern English, trying to understand what somebody thousands of years ago was saying in a whole ter- different language and trying to understand their mindset in a whole different language. And we get thrown in my, off. In my illustrated Bible dictionary, it doesn't say the lord at all it just says lord's prayer and, and that's and, and like lord be wrong because you call if you calling jesus the lord and see this is what the christians do they say our lord jesus christ because number one again they trying to say he's in leadership he's god he's he's god in flesh so you really can't say that because if he was if he was a messiah you might say the messiah's prayer or they say christ's prayer christ which would turn around in Greek and say the uh, Messiah, or they say, well, you're saying Christ, you're saying the Christos, which turns around in the Hebrew is saying the Messiah, uh, 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 Mashiach, some say Mashiach, something like that, or the Messiah, or the anointed one. You say his prayer. You can't say the Lord's prayer because God wasn't, or, or Yahweh, as we use it, the saying Lord of the Most High, when didn't give them the people to pray. It was so-called, a.k.a. Jesus was giving them that prayer. So, you know, that's that's a whole that has to be changed in itself. You know, when people say that the Lord because they actually saying Jesus is God. So that's totally wrong in itself. They might say the Messiah or something like that. He the one that's his prayer that he was telling the people to worship how to worship the Father. But, you know, so that, you know, that had and see when I bring that out, brought that out because uh, as Davey quoted it, and that's what I wanted to get into earlier. I should have got into that earlier. But when he's quoting it, I, that's why I, I was trying to tell him earlier, we're going to change that. We not we can't quote that. We can't, you know, really quote that on here because that would be wrong. Because if we keep on, even though what he's saying, it doesn't paleo that's paleo Hebrew or what they call it, the ancient Hebrew, what he's quoting is, is, is right in the Zach, in the right language. But when you get to that other part, whoever whoever the the the, the Hebrews who learned it and uh, sent it in that language, they wrote it out. They still getting it from how the Bible wrote it and saying, "Lead me not into temptation." That's what I was telling today. We can't we can't say that on here unless we retranslate that part ourselves. Instead of saying it, "Lead us not into temptation" in ancient Hebrew, we can't say that part. So we gonna you have to learn. Know what it says here? Think that it says out. That here. Is that, did, did you just read that for Lord's Prayer when it says that? That's in there. That's what I was talking about earlier. What the Pope said, that had to be changed. That's why I was saying I agree with the Pope. That has to be changed. Here, here's that what has- it says, Lord's Prayer. Let me read this for you, Brother Son, real quick. The model prayer which our Lord taught his disciples, according to the text of Luke, it consists of five petitions, according to that of Matthew or of six or seven. The Reformed churches count six, three with thy, and three with our 
the Roman Catholics and Lutherans seven regarding lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil as separate petitions. The concluding doxity dialogy uh, occurring only in Matthew and omitted in some versions is wanting in the best MSS and is a latter edition based on Chronicles 29 and 11 and 2 Timothy 4.18 it accords with the first three petitions and then there's the Lord's Supper so that's what I was talking about on that but can you get back in can you hear me today yeah 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 it kicked me off can you get me back in oh you back in you on now oh uh, 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 I'm listening Okay. okay, let me turn my volume down on this other thing. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you back but, on though. Uh, okay, but see, but you see it, but you see something they said in there, brother Justice. As you were just saying how they omitted it, they omitted certain things out of certain certain things. Yeah. See, that's why I say they, they they be playing with these books. They 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 certain things. Oh, it was something I was supposed to read earlier. How like that's why you see all the other gospels, right? Uh, Matthew. Let me see. Here's Matthew, Mark. All both of them start off with a genealogy, telling you the genealogy of so-called Jesus. How John don't start off like that. John don't talk about nothing about no genealogy of uh, uh, of Jesus. He just go right on in. He don't give you no genealogy. And oh, man, there was something else I suppose. <clears throat> yeah, but he don't go in no genealogy. But there's another part. Uh, I want to go in the book of John, and this is something that the Christians don't need. They ain't going to go into this right here. But it was something funny that I had found a long time ago when I was studying. It's how they tell you as soon as Jesus died that he went straight to heaven with his father or something like that, right? But here goes something. Here goes John's 20 and 20 and 16. Let me see. Where should I start? Now, let me start. Yes, 20 and 16. It kind of was talking about no, I got to go up. I got to go up. Shalakia. Let me go to 15. He was talking about when Mary went to Jesus' tomb, even after he was so-called buried in his tomb. Um, and the woman that went to him, she didn't even recognize him. But here we go. This is Mary Magdalene. It says, uh, John 20 and 15. And she said, uh, now Jesus said unto her, Woman, why is thou weep, um, why, is, why you weep of thou? Whom thou seekest? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him uh, hence, he don't like all these damn. See all these old, this Shakespeare's writing. <laughs> That's what right. all Shakespeare's saying. <laughs> but let me go back here. It says, Bore him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned around and said unto him, Rabbi, or Rabboni, which is to say, Master, Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go and tell my brothers and say unto them, I have ascended unto my father and to your God and to my God. Let me get this other Bible right back. It's easy to break down. I want to read it from this one because I want y'all to get some real clarity on this right here because uh, you can hear exactly what he said. It's funny how this one reads. But he, he, they were always saying he went straight to heaven. 
He went straight to the Father. He's going straight to heaven. Okay, there we go, 2016. All right, uh, let me go back and read it from this book. Uh, and they got some ancient language, but it says here, Yahshua, as they saying, Yahshua and Nephilim. I'm going to read it just how they got this here book. It's Jewish. Yahshua said to her, Meriam, turning around, she cried out to him in Hebrew, Rabboni. See, she was surprised, like, because she didn't recognize him. It said earlier, she thought he was the gardener. Now, Mary Magdalene been with been with Jesus all this time, and then she didn't even know who he was. But anyway, y'all, let me keep reading. She cried out and said in the Hebrew, Rabboni, that is teacher. See how see King James said master, and see how this one says teacher. See how they giving y'all two different meanings of the same word, Rabbi or Rabboni, giving you two different meanings. But um, it says stop. You see, stop holding on to me, Yahshua said to her, because I haven't yet gone back to my father, but go to my brethren and tell them that I am going back to my father and to your father, to my God and your God. And and Miriam went to the disciples with the good news that she had seen the Lord. So, you know, a lot of them, they be teaching that, man, Jesus didn't have them on the cross, but it couldn't be. Because here, not according to John, where, where he even said, I haven't went to my father yet, but go and tell my disciples that I am going back to my father. So, that's just so, you know, that's just something, something that they be saying. So, he ain't even, you know, he ain't even left yet. So, did he really die? Oh, uh, you know what? And that's, that's funny I say that. Because I remember Dr. York wrote this book called, and man, I got boy, I had a dude want to fight me because of this one. Dr. York wrote this book called Jesus Didn't Die on the Cross. And he was writing that book, and he was using, talking about different stuff in the scripture, and he was saying how uh, that's why they thought that he was the gardener because he had changed his consonants. He changed his shape, and that's why he had the appearance of the gardener. And it was actually so-called Judas who actually died on the cross. And it was funny, it was a little bit more than that. I had a Bible one time I was reading when I was in jail, and I had a Bible, and it had the footnote. That's why I said the footnote at the bottom. It had said Barnabas, because y'all remember, not Barnabas, Barabbas. You remember there was a murderer, and there were three men that were about to get Christ, but they had to choose. And they they kind of keep that out of the Bible, but they kind of tell you a little bit about it, but they don't have the names too much in it. It's kind of hard to find that, the dude named Barabbas. But they would actually tell you and say his name was Jesus, too. So I was like, damn, wait a minute. That's a tricky mug. So they was like, you know, they had to choose who wanted, you know, they could get a people that, uh, you know, so they was convicted when they going to hang somebody. I mean, not hang them. Yeah, well, hang them on the cross. The people like, well, who you want? You want to kill this murderer? Or you want to kill this robber? You want to, yeah, hang that goddamn robber. Hang that. But that day. They they chose to let Barabbas go. I hope I'm saying his name right because I get Barabbas and Barnabas mixed up. But they were Barabbas. They they chose to let Barabbas go to murderer and execute so-called Jesus according to the story. But yeah, oh, bar Jesus too. Yep. Yeah, oh, bar Jesus. Yep. But Barabbas' name was Jesus too. That's what the people don't yep. know. It wasn't Jesus, but according to the the story, how they write it, but both of them had the same. First name, his net. Well, they call him Barabbas, but they call him Jesus Barabbas. 
So in the story, they give y'all his last name, but his name was like, that's why they, when they so-called say Jesus Christ, make you think that Christ is his last name, but it was a title. So you don't know who the hell was actually supposed to have been executed. Yep. So like I said, man, this thing is tricky. And I just bought that book. Uh, I just ordered it today since I was thinking about some stuff. They taking all these books out of the Bible. And I had it a long time ago, the lost books of the Bible, but I gave it away. So today I was just thinking about something. I said I went ahead and ordered it again today uh, on eBay. Go ahead and get some more of them lost books of the Bible because I had it once. And I was thinking about the Nicene Council, why they took out a lot of these books. Because there's one part I was reading, I think it was the book of Thomas, or one of them books. And it was talking about how, y'all know in the regular Bible, right, there's no history when Jesus was 12 years old. And from 12 to 30, you don't know nothing about his life from 12 to 30. And that's kind of ironic. But in this, one of those lost books of the Bible, they had in there, and it was talking about when Jesus was a teenager, he bust one of the little boys upside the head with a rock. He was playing and threw and busted the boy upside the head with a damn rock. I heard about that. I heard yeah. about that. So here it goes. That kind of, but the Christians are making like Jesus ain't did nothing wrong in his life. He had no blemishes. He was, he was sinful life. So this is what, again, that the Nicene Council decided on these books to canonize. No, we can't use this. We can't use that because we're trying to make this guy a divine, pure, uncut, and clean a person. No, we can't put this. He hit no little boy in here with a goddamn rock. We can't put that in there. So we got to, you know, we got to have it squeaky clean. But now you understand what I said last night when I was talking about reading the scripture where he said, why call of me thou good? There's only one good, and that is the father. So if he did some stuff when he was a teenager, we don't know, cause why would you? Why wouldn't you call him good? If he had, if he ain't never did shit, why wouldn't you call him good? So they take that out, so y'all don't understand these from twelve to the, the uh, year thirty. You don't know what happened until I got you go into some one. of these lost gospels and stuff. Uh huh. I got a, I got a good one I can read you about Jesus real quick. Yes, sir. Okay, the coming of Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah was anticipated in the Old Testament of his life on earth. The Gospels are the source of what we know. Secular contemporary accounts are fragmentary. Calendars were not stabilized as today, and the precise date of his birth is not recorded. The earliest church did not concern itself with the facts of his physical life on earth. He was Jesus, the man and Christ, the anointed one and person of the true God, a true God. But by the fifth century, the church had concerned itself sufficiently to have set December 25th as the date of his birth. This had been the date of the festival of the sun god, Mirtha, and to the Christians, a greater light was come. Jesus Christ, the true light of the world. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.